Wardcast episode 160. Go. I'm Dylan Vento, and today I'm rejoined by Nelson Johnson. Hi. How you doing, Nelson? I'm good. Glad to have you back. You know, it's good to be back. That's good. And I mean that this time. As opposed to last time? Well, that was the first time, so... Okay. Yeah. So you weren't happy As to be As opposed back. to every time I've ever said it to anybody. Did you yeah. say you were glad to be back last time? No, no, no. Just to everybody. I was everybody. about to say, that would be I, weird. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm caught up. <laughs> also joining us, Noah Downs, Esquire. What's up? Ooh. I, uh, hi, I'm happy to be here for the first time. You know? uh-huh. okay. Long time listener, first time caller, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm real. Yeah. <laughs> for full transparency, Noah is my, my representative, my, my legal counsel. So, um, it's because he couldn't get like the upgrade because he didn't have any like skill points to put in that skill tree. He was like, nice. you know, this will do. Nice. This will nice. do. We get it, Noah. You're into video games. You don't have to layer <laughs> it on so thick. Hey, guys, I do games. Oh, what? <laughs> but yeah uh will and alex are out of town um so i pulled you guys in yeah yeah we're the backups yeah the reserve. You're, the we're back, the expendables. You're, you're the back 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 backups <laughs> oh no i'll take it no i'll take i'm it. gonna double your bill <laughs> damn dang i don't have a bill to double i got a i got a i got a deep net of of valuable quality guests that i can pull from at any point and so are we in that net? No, yes. The, yes. The, well, the well ran dry. <laughs> I thought it was important to talk about some 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 news was happening, and we're rapidly approaching the end of the year, and this is probably going to be one of the last few recordings, uh, uh, one of the last few local non remote recordings. So I felt like it was it was valuable to talk about some of this stuff. But before we get into the to the heavy, uh, meaty topics. Noah, how was TwitchCon? TwitchCon was amazing. Um, it was a good year. It was my second time going to TwitchCon, and I was on four panels. Um, and I don't recommend ever being on more than one panel because four panels was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I was on uh, uh, That's Not Fair Use in your fan game. Still isn't legal. Dylan. Hey, are fan games legal? Fan games, folks, they're not legal. What? Super, actually, super fucking illegal. <laughs> um yeah, I hope it's okay I dropped the F bomb on this podcast. Oh, yeah. no, good, yeah. good, 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 good. Um and then I was on uh making music on Twitch, which was awesome. I was up there with a lot of really talented um content creators who literally make music on Twitch. Um and then I had two creator camp panels, and those are the ones that Twitch is doing up real nice and sending some money into to provide a uh something for the content creators that are up and coming, kind of like a tutorial, like a video on demand kind of thing. And those ended up being super cool because they put us in like these egg chairs with lavalier mics and I felt like I was on the view <laughs> uh, and it was it was really sick and then like like Kitty Plays was up there with us and it was it was just a really good time but outside of that you know we went we shut down the club one night that was fun okay nice. well um, and then Ninja came out into the expo expo floor one time and it was like somebody dropped a magnet in a, like a pile of uh, like iron filings. Because all these kids and whatnot come coming up from nowhere. Did he not have security? Uh, he had security, but like there's six of them. They're overwhelmed. <laughs> like, have you seen that scene? Uh, what was that? Um, that the zombie movie with Tom Cruise uh, that was based on the book. Uh, what she called? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where, Are like, you this, thinking World War Z? Yeah, yeah. World War that's Z. That's not Tom Cruise. That's Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Whatever. The same person. Um, it's fair enough. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, and so, very attractive white male. 
um, in the middle of the Middle East that has to save the world. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and so the zombies like start piling up to get over the ramparts. That's what it was like, like seeing the kids just like overwhelm the security. And then nin- Ninja was like, I'm friendly to everyone. And he was. He was great. Um, one of my clients uh, pulled aside Jessica, his wife, and said, listen, so he is uh, a gold standard to all these kids. He's someone they look up to. But just want you to know, Jessica, that my client being uh, a lady as well, my client said, we just want you to know, Jessica, that you are someone that all of us female gamers look up to as well. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was really sick. Um, Got to hang out at the Madrinas booth a lot because they had a lot of coffee. What is that? Well done. Madrinas Madrinas? is a coffee company based out of St. Louis, and they sponsor a lot of gamers, and they're really smart with the space. Do they have like a gamer brand brand roast? Yeah, they do. So they they have the uh, Coke Arnage has Kofi. Um, Shroud has the Darkness Roast. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My client, McLaffy Taffy, has Taffine. Um, It's good. Yeah, it's good. It was really good. So they fueled me for like the entire con. Um, But yeah, TwitchCon was great. Um, San Jose was not the best location. It's like a suburb, right? Like it's like an armpit. Yeah. <laughs> is this the same location it was at before? No, it was in oh. Long Beach. And that's right. The year before that, it was that's in Southern California. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. in Southern LA. California. Um, and then the year before that, it was oh, where was it? It was uh, it like in the Midwest at one point. No, no, it's always been in California. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the year before though, it was really good because they had a stadium for the party. The oh, party wow. this year, the partner party was like packed. It was like line to get in kind of thing, and I only got in as a plus one, and so I got lucky. But no, nice. it was a, it was a great time. Um. If you ever want to go to a good con, I recommend TwitchCon and then MagFest and then PAX East. That's that's my that's order. TwitchCon above MagFest? No. Okay. No, no, you're no, just, no, no. You're just listing. I'm just listing. Okay. Yeah, literally. Like, How would you rank those? Oh, MagFest and then good MagFest answer. again. <laughs> um, And then TwitchCon, West, East, and then like dinner with my parents and then <laughs> south oh <laughs> i like south south's good if like but dinner it, with his parents is yeah oh, dinner with my parents is, are they do they foot the bill i mean i hope so <laughs> i got student loans baby <laughs> if they put the bill above mag yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i uh, know so it was really good and I, I i thank you to everyone who's listening that saw me at magfest uh, not at magfest we'll see me at magfest but it was at twitchcon it was a great time nice. i like magfest but magfest can be kind of trashy yeah, that's what I love about it. Ah, like, I love that you can wake up at 4 a.m. hungover, grab like the bucket of cheesy puffs that you demolished half of the night before, stumble your way down in your pajamas in a bathrobe and play pinball. Yo, are you just talking about me at this point? Because yeah. I've done that. <laughs> Yo, are you like my spirit animal? <laughs> I might be. I might be. <laughs> the type of trashy I'm talking about is like, hey where's this panel room and you talk to someone that's like running the event and they're like mm-hmm. oh, i don't know or like yes. we moved you over here or yes, like uh, that's fair these signs are like falling off the banisters or yeah. whatever like trashy like if the attendees want to make it trashy like up to a certain point as long as no one's being harassed or hurt or right. anything like right. that right um i will say magfest is is very safe um magfest is is one of the cons that i really admire because they take the safety and the care and the concerns of their attendees higher than any con I've ever been to. It used to not be that way, though, because I do have friends who have been harassed at MAGFest. Oh, right. Yeah, it used to not be that way. But now it is. Yeah, they, they always strive to be safer than yeah. than most. It doesn't always happen. Right. Because I, I think it was last year something happened. But, it, um, but I know... 
because full disclosure, like I help out some of the MacVest Mages stuff. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, so when you're talking about like, oh, where's the panel? I don't know. I've seen that happen <laughs> and it makes me mad because I had to then you step put in. the work in to, right, to make right. that happen. Exactly. Um, but it's, I know from watching it happen that a report came in and then people started moving mm-hmm. to, to, to rectify that. Um, it would be much better if the report never had to happen. Right. Um, but I do understand uh, what you're saying about it, it, them being safer than most. And I do also understand you saying that it, you can only be but so safe when an attendee makes it trashy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just, I have had friends that have, are like, never going to MAGFest again Damn, because of X, oh, Y, or Z sucks, happened yeah. to me and no one, none of the showrunners seem to care. That sucks. And I don't know how far long ago that was, but yeah, but, one, but once is too many. Yeah. 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 Um, and I also like, I, I, I really like MAGFest. I also think it kind of means nothing to the games industry at large. Although, although yeah. it, I will say it's getting bigger into the games industry. So I'm hearing more and more streamers talking about going um, cosplay. Obviously, it's the cosplay central mm-hmm. um, for the major cons. And I would say MAGFest is quickly getting into the major con scene. Um, I, I will also say that uh, their panels are increasing in relevance. Instead of just being three people who want to talk about some random topic and they say, yeah, go for it. They actually vet their panelists now, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but it, I think to this day, it remains one of the best places to interact with the music side of gaming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, is, I think, is key, especially for game developers. So, Yeah, I think that's the, uh, was always its primary focus, was to be more of a concert run show than anything and then everything else kind of had to catch right. up with that yeah uh cool i'm glad twitchcon went well thanks man i'm um, glad you got to stand in the glow of, of ninja oh my god i uh helping run the finji <laughs> booths a couple times or mostly mostly at east they were telling me about how they'd have i'm not that good on youtuber names but uh, uh cat and sparkles what's another one um that sounds like the name of my cat uh, th- that is a YouTuber's <laughs> name. There's another one that they had. Um, I know. Um, I keep wanting to say Markiplier, but it's not Markiplier. It's it's someone else of like that size. But they like would have. So I love Becca Saltzman. Becca Saltzman is great because she doesn't give a shit about fame, celebrity. Becca Saltzman, uh, CEO of Finji. Um, oh, okay. And her yeah. husband, Adam Saltzman, made Cannonball. Um, right. They're right. making Overland now, and they publish a bunch of other games. Night in the Woods, Tunic. She doesn't give a shit about celebrity, right? Nice. Um, and I love it. I love so like uh, Greg Miller came up to the East booth and he like sat down. He's like, I'm gonna play Overland. I'm like, Oh look, it's Greg Miller. And she she was talking to me. She turns around, looks at Greg Miller, looks back at me, and is like, Yeah, I'm, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I love you, Becca. Like you're so great. <laughs> and then so like they so like Finji plus Adrian Rami uh, were on the Giant Bob Me Three couch one night, right? Cool. Um, which was really cool. <laughs> afterwards i was talking to her at west about it because we had a discussion at south about she's like i'm never gonna be on that couch because you know they just ply people drinks there's plenty of drinks there and so people are just being stupid and drunk on this couch and embarrassing themselves and i'm not gonna be one of those people and then i saw her on the couch and so at west i was like hey becca turns out you you ended up on that giant mom couch and she's like yeah uh we were there with um jim Jim, what's it, the guy that runs Giant Bomb? I'm like, Jeff Gershman? Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, that guy. That's the guy. <laughs> That's like, the guy. 
oh, oh. <laughs> I'm so be, envious of like that apathy towards right that Bane side of games. Right. Platinum Records. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Like to be completely unfazed by somebody who would be considered a lot of people's hero just walking by you and then being like, okay. Well, yeah, like my my first uh, PAX, uh, which was a PAX East, it was. I was like running around the expo for like, oh my God, there's this famous person. There's this person that I watch. Oh my God, this person, this person, this person. And then finally it came around to this last TwitchCon and I was and I was just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with so-and-so. Oh, I'm hanging out with so-and-so. And then there was the, oh, that's Ninja. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I mean, seeing Lupo at the partner party, which was oh, hilarious, wow. by the way. I don't Lupo, know who that is. Uh, Dr. Lupo, who streams with uh, Ninja. Okay. Um, and uh, it was so funny because, and this is my perception. I don't know if this is actually how it happened, but as an outsider watching, um, I met Lupo a couple of times, talked to him. He had a bunch of people just surround him like, oh my God, will you play, will you play games with me? <laughs> Can I ride your fame? <laughs> and um, so it got to the point where he couldn't take like three steps without like getting swamped by people. And so there's this giant fake tree in like the playground outside because it was at a children's discovery museum. And I just watched him one time. Like he just looks around, realizes that there's just crowds and crowds and lines of people there to talk to him. And he just turns around, crawls into a crook in the tree and sits there and goes, no, no, I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> no, people like lean in like, can I talk to you? He's like, no, I'm, I'm at a tree now. <laughs> <laughs> I've become one with this tree. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but I so like, like one of those YouTubers came to the PAX East booth and Becca was like, yeah, there. So this guy sat down and all of a sudden like this radius, like like it just it was a single person and then no one for like a five foot radius around them. And Becca was like trying to figure out what happened. And she like starts looking around and there's just like, Secret Service dudes, basically, oh like goodness. strategically placed in the circle around the dude, and then beyond that, there's just like a bunch of like teens and kids, like kind of glancing over in the direction of the YouTuber. Like, can I rush him and hug him now? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that stuff. I I don't know what to make of that stuff. I will say TwitchCon. One one thing I really admired was they put um, bodyguards on the the massive uh, influencers. So, like, obviously, Ninja had his contingent, Lupo had his, but um, even some of the giant YouTubers that you don't necessarily see all the time because their face isn't up there all the time, mm-hmm. they uh, they had their own contingent there, too. And even even if it was just precaution, even if it was just making these people feel safe and protected, I thought that was really cool. How was security, like, getting into the building? Okay, so the first day, it was LineCon to the point where certain people got in line in the morning and didn't get into the con until an hour before it closed. Jeez. Wow. It was really bad. And so what ended up happening was um, Twitch sent out an email to all the attendees saying, we are so sorry. This should never have happened. To make up for it, we're increasing the amount of time that the floor is open. We're increasing the amount of time that everything's open, offering these certain um, benefits and perks. But if you just came for Friday, you were out of luck. Like, there's a good chance if you came on Friday and you had one of the community badges and you didn't know somebody that can get you in, um, then you sat and spent maybe six hours in line. It was it was bad. I mean, but at the same time, they, they were being safe. They were doing their job. But holy cow. That's worse than PAX. No, it, it makes PAX look like, I, I don't even know. It makes PAX look like the deli counter. <laughs> um, it was so hard to get into. Well, a deli counter can get pretty intense. That's I don't true. know if you've been to Honey Baked Hams or anything, Thanksgiving, but it can be 
got to get that boar's head. Dylan's got a good point. It's a yeah. fight. He's got a good point. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was line con was bad, and unfortunately, you know, I knew a few people that can get me in the back entrances. But if I'd had sin that line, I might have just said, "Screw it, I'm holding. I'm going to get beer at six in the morning." The 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 first beer. year we did the hidden gems panel at PAX East, uh, I stood in the regular line because like a special guest pass doesn't really get you any. Is there, there's yeah. no <laughs> perks associated with it. Like it's a glorified like all all day or all weekend pass. <laughs> And Mason, Dan, and Alex went through the exhibitor <laughs> line. I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just one of those guys who's like, no, I will is, follow the rules. This, yes, as your lawyer, I really appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> won't get sued. Yeah. Um, but He's then, already admitted that Mason, Dan, and Alex have done something. Whatever. Yeah. Bad. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He, can sell, he can sell them down the river all he wants. <laughs> right. Can I join? Yeah. Sure. Great. So I'm glad TwitchCon went well. Thanks, man. Um. Now I'm going to bring it down because oh. we're going to talk about labor issues. All right. Everyone's favorite thing, the Fair Labor S Act. I just forgot what the <laughs> S stands for. Standards? Yeah, that one. Um, nice. FALSA, as I like to call it. Um, so just just my, my standard disclaimer for all podcasts. And uh, I am a lawyer. I'm not your lawyer, except for you, Dylan. I am your lawyer. Hooray! Um, <laughs> this is for informational purposes only. In the event that you uh, actually have a situation, you seek legal advice, please contact your lawyer. I'm not yet your lawyer, and me talking on this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship. Anything you tell me is not attorney-client privileged. So basically, take this advice. Uh, don't try it at home. Go to a friend's house. For lawyers lasting longer than four hours, please seek medical attention. <laughs> For lawyers lasting... <laughs> uh, I could go a lot of places with that. I'm newly married, baby. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically... So, um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is out, guys. Congratulations. Um, they did it. And they had quite the the PR parade beforehand. Right. Yeah, yeah, they did. You have to think about what was happening in the heads of anyone working PR at Rockstar. It's like, okay, we're going to set Dan Hauser up with this Vulture article, and it's going to be great. It's such a great headline. And then everyone's like, huh, they talked about 100-hour work weeks in here. And then, like, that's the news cycle for that yep. whole week. Yep. yep. But so basically, that's what happened. Um, there was a a profile basically uh, done by Vulture, and it was also in New York Magazine, um, kind of showcasing Dan Hauser and also what uh, what it's like to to run Rockstar and write at Rockstar and how glorious it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was mostly seen as a puff piece and like kind of glorification yeah. of, of of the Hausers. And yeah, there's basically just kind of almost a throwaway line. Um, where he's talking about with them polishing, rewriting, and re-editing like dialogue and trailers and all this stuff, and he says, you know, in some parts of 2018, we were working 100-hour work weeks, and people took that and ran to the races with it. And they did. It was. Yeah. It was. It was good. It was a pretty good thing to see happen, just because I'm an enjoyer of Rockstar games, but I'm also not going to be like. Well, whatever they had to go through to make this game was worth it because this game's awesome. Right. <laughs> um, right. But it just led to this huge uh, kind of discussion. PR nightmare. It was a PR yeah. nightmare, but also a healthy discussion about, you know, crunch is still a thing. Yes. And it's it's a pervasive thing. I think I have a quote here from uh, Dan Takahashi. Is 76% of game developers still labor under crunch conditions, which was yeah. a r- report he wrote at Games Beat last year. Um, but yeah, so I, I have a lot of, a lot of, have a, I have a lot of 
stuff written down about this, but what what are your guys? Well, let's let's Nelson. What are your feelings on it? And then Noah, we'll switch to the to the legal aspects of this because lawyers don't have feelings. It's true. That's a that's a fact. Oh right? man. Oh. So Nelson, what's your what, what are your take takeaways from this? I have a lot of. Um, I'm gonna use the wrong word, and then I'll find the right word later. Probably <laughs> that's the best way to speak. <laughs> Speaking personally, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna let you know it's gonna yeah, be wrong, yeah. but you'll get the idea. Uh, I have a lot of. Um, man, no, nah, I can't even get the wrong word. I don't like the idea of a 100-hour week. That's obvious. That that's kind that's kind of a given. Um, but not only do I dislike that, I dislike that to the point where that affected the industry I decided to work in. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, which is almost everybody, uh, I went to the VCU Brand Center, which used to be the Ad Center, so it's really great. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's a really great uh, advertising program or program for people who want to go into the advertising industry as a as a writer, an art director, a creative technologist, which is what I did, um, a strategist, a creative brand manager, and I'm probably forgetting something. Um, but in being there and in seeing um, a lot of people talk about the things that you give up and the things that you that you decide to prioritize over your life, over your friends, over your family, over your loved ones, over your cat, your dog, whatever, over you. I was with you until fun. you said cat. Not I mean, like, <laughs> fuck that. Yo, I got two cats and a dog. Well, one third of a dog, and they love I'm me. A third of a dog. Yeah, my parents have full custody. I got okay. visitation. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but the, but just seeing all of that, I feel like you could have argued for better. You probably no, could have. Is this before you got your degree? This, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is after you got his degree, which makes it worse. That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's is. unfortunate. Is this it your is. first client? N- no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> My well. dog. I love that dog. Anyways. Okay. And one star just, rating. <laughs> but just like seeing all of that and then seeing the fact that you you work really hard and you give up a lot and then you have to question once everything's done, was it worth it? Immediately to me, it's not. And I like the question keeps coming up. If the only way to get a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 is to have 100 hour work weeks, is to have those those crunch periods that in in one of these articles, they say lasted years long, like Mm -hmm. a years long crunch period where somebody like had mental health issues if that is the only way to get a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, I don't know if it's worth it. I almost would say it isn't. And I I would also say that... So that's like that's the reality that... Sorry, I more know that it's not worth sure, it. But sure. I'm no, no, no. I'm it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a rhetorical question. I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I also just think it's it. that's the reality that Rockstar is trying to sell people of like, it's either it has to be structured this way or it can't exist at all, which is right. kind of patently false like right. like you could hire more people you it says right here gta 5 uh, six billion dollars like uh, the most profitable like media franchise like in history mm-hmm. um like you can afford to hire more people you can afford to make the development cycle an extra two years yeah like there's one part where they say because uh, like the two big articles were this uh vulture piece and mm-hmm. then um a couple weeks later jason schreier wrote a, a big breakdown uh, at kotaku and one of the parts or the opener of that is how at some point in 2018 the heads of the cinematics team decided they wanted to put uh 
letterboxing mm-hmm. on all of the cutscenes, mm-hmm. yeah, which weren't in place. So they had to basically kind of reshoot all of the cutscenes over again, and they had to go in and edit them. And uh, if you listen to Waypoint, uh, Rob Zachney on there was talking about like it doesn't add anything. It does, <laughs> and I mean, I kind of, I kind of like it. Yeah, but that's not worth extra weeks of people's yeah, life like, working overtime like killing the cinematics team just to do that yeah. so like the idea that the only choices are either the game gets made under the practices that we have in place mm-hmm. or it doesn't get made at all is a false dichotomy yeah because i mean uh, it was uh hmm th- there was a quote and i forget exactly who it was i think it was shigeru miyamoto who said <laughs> a delayed game uh is good but a bad game is bad forever. Yeah, and so that that quote by itself shows that you don't have to crunch to get a game out on time. You can delay the game, and sure, you I mean if we end up with that Duke Nukem piece of trash that got <laughs> delayed forever, yes, that's bad. That's right. bad and delayed. But Red Dead was going to be good. the The talent on the team was incredible. They put so much work into it. Um, I think that delaying it would have really help the game but the problem is once you get into these crunch cycles it's it's a cycle that you can't break out of because say you say hey we're going to get these assets done in three weeks Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you look at um you look at you know cycling for the next three weeks and you say well we got this done in those three weeks working 100 hour weeks right um so let's expect the same amount of work to be done and then so you crunch you build that in and then you need more time to get that finished Mm -hmm. so it's a never-ending cycle um, and it just needs to be broken out of it. Needs people to realize, the executives to realize, that it's going to take time to make a good product. Well, so and it's interesting because think about how much. And I know CD Projekt Red has issues with with some of the stuff they've done. Oh yeah. Um, and also, for the record, somebody's going to get mad at me about the advertising thing. That's fine. I know it's getting better, but whatever. Um, but but, but it shouldn't have been that way to begin with. Exactly. Like, and, and brand center should not be. Per- perpetuating right. it, it wasn't style. so much that branson was perpetuating it but it was like hey do you want the project done and do you want it good then i'll see you at one in the morning and right. and i think that was now that i'm in a job where we have planners and we have like strategists who are like oh this is the business plan for the next two weeks right. this is the sprint for the next two weeks it's like oh okay we just needed to know that in undergrad so that we could figure out I have a lot of opinions about education on the whole. So like a lot of my issues with industries as they are now and planning as they are now comes from uh, K through 12 public education and then also undergrad education. So that's a that's a podcast for a different time. Save, save that content. This, I will. This Quaker Puritan <laughs> style of, of work ethic. Where we're homeschooling. We're, no, um, if you don't get it done on time, we'll wrap you on the knuckles with a ruler. <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, but, but the thing about CD Projekt Red... As many issues as they had with The Witcher, when um, when they announced Cyberpunk 2077, they said it's coming out when it's ready. And the fact that that the media and the fans went nuts for the honesty there and went nuts for the work ethic of we don't want to give you a date that's unrealistic because then we're going to kill our employees to make this happen again. Uh, I don't know why that's not the model. Well, mm, to a certain extent. I mean, Noah, Noah can talk about this because we were kind of talking before we started recording about like the tech industry and how yeah. like uh, programmers are exempt from from overtime. Um, and we can go into that. But also, I think because uh, I heard someone else talk about this, like if if Rockstar like owned like, hey, we make amazing games and also we have great work life balance, like they could own that. Like they yeah. could like that. But, but they don't want 
too. No, because they're rock star and they yeah. want to live a rock star lifestyle. They're where the they, rock stars, yeah. baby. Where they perpetuate just, this idea of, yeah. of this is this is the lifestyle you have to live in well, order to create this. There's yeah. the idea of of the tragic, the tragic work week, um, which that's probably not what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it right now. Okay, uh, where. You're seen saying, hey, man, I worked 40 hours. No joke. I've got a friend of mine, and hopefully he's not listening because I'm about to call him on his shit. Um, a friend of mine who was up for 40 hours straight for a, a Twitch extension launch. And previously, he'd been up for 48 hours for that same extension. And he put himself in the hospital. Jeez. Um and at the same time, we've got this idea that if we work that much and people see us working, it's like the tragic hero and we've got it right, done and you right. want to be seen doing that and it's epic and romantic and there's nothing romantic about a $10,000 hospital bill. Right. That, your, that your company might not cover because... Oh, no, not covered. Definitely not covered. Right, right. Um, Jeez. And I think that... Uh, so, for instance, I've got these, my fellow uh, attorneys in the industry saying, yeah... We were up until 2 a.m. preparing this defense, and we are ready to go. I'm like, well, why didn't you just, you know, get a continuance or work on it sooner or divide it amongst more associates? It it's makes – there's no excuse for putting your work above your health. I um, Do you watch Better Call Saul? Uh, do I watch Better Call Saul? Saul, good man. I don't. I don't <laughs> I, so I don't know how much you, you feel for uh, Kim Wexler's yeah. <laughs> health. Um, I haven't seen the most recent <laughs> season, so I'm not talking about that, but I'm yeah, talking yeah. about the previous season where there's a big thing about her kind of almost working herself into a grave. Yeah, well, I mean, you see the same thing with another famous lawyer, um, uh, Daredevil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone we can all relate to, yes. Yeah, Matt, you know, Matt I, Murdock has a very realistic lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He stays up all night and then is a lawyer by day, and when does he sleep? He doesn't. Like, no joke, when does he, he sleep? I, I want somebody to, like, email me. He and meditates tell me on rooftops. Yo, that's deep. I would, I would actually, <laughs> I would take that as an explanation. If it's just like, okay. well, he meditates on rooftops, and then when he hears danger, he comes in action. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't think when does Batman sleep? In, that's in board meetings, thing. you've seen Batman. That's true. The Dark Knight. That's true. <laughs> Man, just, mm, he sleeps Batman. upside down under the table. I like it. Yeah, I'm on board. But yeah, so it's it's that idea of the the tragic getting it done. Um, man, I put so much time into this, and it's cool. You get two seconds of applause, but at the same time, you're putting yourself into that early grave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, Dan Hauser like was glorifying it like in that article in the person, I forget who, who wrote this. Make sure uh, you give credit. Hogan? Uh, no, Harold Goldberg, the that's, Vulture article. Yep. That's what I said. Oh, that yep. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was definitely like not helping in kind of the glorification of, of the yeah. Hausers. Yeah. Uh, and, and the worst part, like you said, this kind of edging on peer pressure of like having to work hard, like there's a bunch of anecdotes like in that Schreier piece about how like oh if I like was motioning to leave at 5 p.m. you know a normal time of day to right. stop working I would get glances from my co-workers I would be pressured or there was one um Joshua Rivera which uh, I'm trying to see he tweeted this but what does he do is it the AI no the- he's 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 a he's a he's a writer um it seems he's also Worked at Vulture and was it GQ and yeah, a bunch GQ. of other places. But he was talking about, uh, he interviewed some devs about crunch and he was talking about how like no one says, okay, now we're crunching. Like no one like actively acknowledges right. that it's crunching. Yeah. Uh, his quote is, is that they say, hey, we're going to be ordering dinner. Let us know if you want something. And there's an implication behind that. Like, hey, we're staying late. 
Yeah. Are you part of our team or are you not part of our team? Right. Right. And I mean, right. Rockstar went as far as to like actually have not even implied, but like overt, like over time, like there was one, I think it was Rockstar Lincoln or something. So like how the, how the Rockstar locations break down is that, so there's Rockstar North, mm-hmm. which is their Scotland studio. Right. Which um, aren't subject to the FLSA laws. Right. And also there's no at will employment in right. the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and listen to the episode, we had Callum Underwood on, he talks very much about how like if an employer hires you and they decide to fire you, there's like a six month period of like, they have to help you find a job. Oh, they wow. have to like, it's, it's basically like a slow, like ramp off. Yeah. from your job it's not just like you're out the door pack a shit up peace um right. so so i mean it causes this this obligation rightfully so on the employer of like hey you have to take responsibility and like the people you choose to hire mm-hmm. and if you choose to just terminate their employment if you just cycle employees yeah you're you're putting their life at risk yeah. because like they're relying on employment to live right right um so after that vulture article went up and all this conversation about the 100 hour work week and rockstar pr probably rightfully freaked out they probably they went through the cycle of like we're gonna put a correction out dan hauser talked to kotaku and put a correction out um <laughs> i want to get the actual quote um <laughs> dan hauser no one senior or junior is ever forced to work hard is a choice quote from the <laughs> statement he gave to kotaku but Fuck that so, <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's like how is that how is that like better like how is that like oh no one has to work hard yeah like, yeah what <laughs> like that's not what you want to say yeah like, and and also that's like that's very like a well you know you don't have to finish this tonight but you can't see but you yeah the people listening can't see but wink. i'm making a face so yeah, just, just to describe wink. what happened there uh, nelson looked at us and they mm-hmm. looked down and it was very disappointed look and i felt it it's that's exactly <laughs> what no that's exactly what it is it's the yeah. i'm not mad i'm just disappointed oh. on a company scale oh yeah. Oh my god! I right, and, you, and it hurt that. you, and it, and it, and, it and you felt it, and I felt, I felt it. it when I said it. That on a on a company level, that's what Rockstar is doing. Yes, it's like the the company is your dad. Yeah, oh, did, I don't want that. Else have that. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the company is my dad. <laughs> Hello, father. Hello, father. <laughs> so so, Rockstar UK. I mean Rockstar North. Uh, their Scotland location is kind of exempt from that stuff. Rockstar Lincoln, which is their main QA studio, which still suffered from like terrible crunch because it's QA and everyone hates QA right. and treats QA like shit. Then there's uh, Rockstar San Diego, which was the original Red Dead 1 developers. Mm-hmm. They were Angel Studios and then they were acquired and turned to Rockstar San Diego. There's Rockstar New York. There's Rockstar New England. Uh, Rockstar New York is where like uh, a lot of the, I believe, cinematics and writing is take yeah. place because that's where the Housers are located. Um, Every time you say Hauser, I think Doogie. I'm sorry. Which is like, <laughs> is that his last name? I thought it was, I guess it is Hauser. Yeah, Doogie yeah, Hauser. it's Doogie Hauser, baby. Yeah. I, I It's spelled differently, which that's is his full name, Doogie what? Hauser, baby. <laughs> I love it. That was the name of the show, Doogie, <laughs> Doogie Hauser, baby. baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like a lot of, there were like reports coming out from all these different studios or like all of these like anecdotes coming from different studios and Rockstar tried to like shift it to be, but look at Rockstar North. Yeah. They're yeah. doing so well. And it's like, yeah, because they are like protected by the government. So yeah. you can't treat them like shit. Whereas you have, they have an India location, which no one has any idea what the India location does, nor like what the working conditions That's are like. That's like their there. black site. Yeah. Like it's no probably idea. like, it's probably QA black site. Like probably. it's probably like, they're just like, it's probably like a sweatshop. Yeah. Oh um, my God. Don't, allegedly, this is all speculation, by the way. 
Uh, <laughs> I will be your lawyer. Thank you. The, um, so this is why he needs a lawyer. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. It's like take two is not going to come down on me. <laughs> Freedom of the press. Do you guys hear a helicopter? I don't. <laughs> yeah. So like, and then they also like lifted their their social media ban. So like yeah. previously, uh, employees weren't allowed to talk on social media about their experiences, and they're like, oh, we're going to lift it. And we're going to do all this stuff. And then also in the Schreier piece, they're like, okay, Jason, we're going to do a teleconference interview. It's We're going to put you with a bunch of uh, our employees from Rockstar North and Rockstar uh, New York. And you're going to talk to them. And also our head of PR is going to be in here on the call talking to them uh, while you talk to them. Yeah. And there are like all of these motions to be like, no, we're trying to improve. We're trying to be open. Not knowing that like regardless, you're still the employer Right. And people aren't going to put their livelihoods at risk to say something negative about their experience at their job. And you got to look at the social media ban. It's like putting a, it's like, oh yeah, guys, you can say anything you want on social media. Anything. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, fire that dude. Yeah. yeah. Not not that they fired anybody, but yo, you know that was tech. Well, Jason Schreier yeah. described like they did the, they did the interview via the teleconference that everyone everyone on the uh call was like yeah it's like you know we've sometimes i've I've worked a little bit over the 40-hour work week but most of the time it's been fine and jason's like all right cool and and then they stopped the call and then the pr person was their name simon ramsey was like so what'd you think and he's like i believe all their anecdotes um but i also think they're never going to say anything negative in front of you and like the guy was like visibly taken aback like actually surprised so i think there's like Maybe like Rockstar is not super malicious, right? Maybe they're just super ignorant of like, hey, this is how we've worked our entire times, and this is this is the way it is. And then like the idea that maybe that shouldn't be the practice mm-hmm. was like, what? Mm-hmm. Well, and that that shows a, a communication barrier between employee and employer, which is never good. You always need to make sure you have open channels there. And I, I say that knowing that in most cases, you're never going to have it because that's always a power dynamic that right. is never in favor of the employee. Right. Um, but at the same time, that shows that either A, they're idiots and very naive, or they're just willfully you know, ignoring the fact that their very presence in the room causes their employees to clam up. I would say it's a little column A, low column B. Yeah, yeah. low column A, low column B. Um, I would, and I, I think that Rockstar will probably never, and I'm happy to be proven wrong at some point. I don't think they'll ever get to the point where their employees are comfortable talking openly about it because it's such a competitive industry. Right. right. Like the argument is still being tossed around and be like, "You're lucky to be here." We could find someone else that wants to work yeah. on. We're making GTA. We're making Red Dead Redemption. You don't think we can find like another talented person that would want right. to work on those games? I mean, we've got right. like eighty percent of former Telltale employees available. Well, they, and so the thing about um, the PR person being surprised and uh, Dan Hauser being like, you know, it's it's nobody's forced to work hard or uh, or anything along those lines. I think it goes exactly what to, to what you're saying about like there is no communication upward. And I think that I think that Hauser and and the top level are probably still in that like grind mode of of being smaller and we need to do things so that we can get where we are without realizing that you don't have to. And that's the flaw of most startups, right? Yeah. It's like they start small, it's like, oh we gotta we gotta 
bust our ass to to get what we need to get done right and then that culture becomes or that 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 mindset becomes ingrained in the culture yeah and then when they start expanding to like an actual let's say i don't know fortune 500 company or something right those with the biggest media opening of all time yeah Yeah. some um it's that feeling of you got to put the team on your back that you never get rid of yeah yeah um there's a good example in here with uh from it was both in the vulture piece and then in schreier's piece at kotaku uh, about this woman jennifer colby who she was at the at Rockstar like almost since the beginning, I think ten to fifteen years, and she, uh, let's see, so she was rose from a job at the front desk of Take Two to one of the most powerful positions in video games as Rockstar's head of publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure like what what's involved as being the head of publishing. Like I mean, obviously it's probably about timetables and making sure the 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 game is being you know delivered in a, in a timely format, but she takes a pretty big role in the Schreier piece as like someone that uh, Jason Schreier is constantly talking to and emailing back and forth. And she also seems like very um, uh, ignorant of, of kind of the treatment of these people and um, defends Rockstar in some pretty gross ways. And I think it's indicative of like, because she's been there so long, yeah. she has this impression of, of what it is right. and yeah. not this idea that it's changed. Um, but I'm going to pull some quotes from her from the Schreier piece. Um, Can I say one thing while you're pulling that up? Go ahead. Um, the, I find it fascinating that the line before she rose from a job at the front desk to the head of publishing is, well, and working here and, and putting in the time has its rewards. Right. And like that's... Like, again, justifying... like It's yeah. just a gross way to go about thinking it's about It's encouraging that. people to, to work insane amounts with the you know the nebulous hope that oh hey I'm gonna be one of those success stories that they write about in the paper that's like one percent of all people get that right. from the from the post service to you know the cabinet level U S postal service I've seen monsters yeah. monsters University they start in the the lunch kitchen <laughs> uh-huh. and, then yeah. they, and then work all the way up to screamers of course that's how it works yeah oh man that was a good reference Dylan <laughs> uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it but so like one of the big things that kind of came out in all of this was the fact that uh, Rockstar doesn't put you in the credits if you don't if you're not there when the game finishes right. so if you worked there for six years and you had a mental breakdown or you had like troubles in your private life or anything like that and you had to quit yeah your game won't be in the credits but the person that might have started there six months before the game gets published mm-hmm. will have their name in the credits yeah right um, and Jennifer Colby's kind of response to that was uh, that has been a consistent policy because we have always felt that we want the team to get to the finish line and so a very very long time ago we decided that you didn't if you didn't actually finish the game that you wouldn't be in the credits um, <laughs> it's not a good it's right not right good. right right and, and it's also like indicative of like that's just something they've accepted that's like hey this was a good idea right and then later like back to you know the the pr guy being surprised they immediately kind of walk that back and afterwards like okay we're gonna anyone that's worked on the game will have credits but they're gonna be on our website yeah like has anybody challenged them on any of this before this article came out well crunch comes up at least for about a month every single year and i've been noticing it since i really started paying attention in 2014 comes up as a topic it has never come up quite this huge right right um because this is rock star yeah Mm -hmm. um but just kind of to compare a little bit there the finish line mentality um in other major things for example in you know american football if your team wins a Super Bowl ring, they give you enough Super Bowl rings to give to basically anybody that contributed during the year, whether or not you were on the team at the end of the year. And so if you can do it with the Super Bowl, 
I feel like with Rockstar, <laughs> yeah. if you contributed, you should be in there. How much yeah. is a Super Bowl ring? Like, how much does it cost to make one of those? A lot. Okay. <laughs> That's, a, fair That's a really good question. <laughs> but yeah, so like that was a, another indicative of like kind of like this kind of gross uh, culture. Uh, another quote from her. So like my, my point here is that Colby like ha- is like this vanguard for Rockstar. And also she's kind of like almost throwing herself under the bus for Rockstar. Unfortunately, like, yeah. In a lot of weird ways. Um, this was about the uh, the Rockstar Lincoln location where they... Um, where they have like very intensive crunch and also they have like a day shift and a night shift. Mm-hmm. Um, then also some employees described that they weren't allowed to look at their cell phones during the day. Like they had to lock them up in lockers um, probably both because they probably thought it was a distraction and leak concerns probably and leak too. concerns. Yeah. And I also, that's also like indicative of like, uh, like um, teleworker or not teleworker um, telemarketer, telemarketer work culture. Cause oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've I spent a single day in a telemarketing like did you really not as an employee but I worked at a a company I interned at a company that had a telemarketing like department yeah and so one of the one of the employees or the person that was basically like in charge of my internship was like we're gonna go over over here and we're gonna show you what the telemarketing thing is and they open the door and you're like welcome to hell (laughs) well and there was suddenly hotter in here there was this implication of like so you appreciate like where you are oh yeah and so they like sit me next to this woman very nice woman and she's doing her calls and she's like okay i'm gonna take a like i'm gonna take a bathroom break or like i have like a five minute break and i'm like what and it's like yeah i have a five minute break and they tie me and it's like tied to her like phone and she has to like hit a button that basically uh, like starts the timer oh she should have gotten you to press the button <laughs> <laughs> but the second if it when you hit the button then calls start getting routed to your desk and then you're being timed on how quickly you accept the calls, how long you're on a, any specific call. And this was for a health insurance company. How old were you at the time? I was, this was my first year at VCU. It was 2013. It was that five years ago? So I was uh, 20, how old am I now? I was 21. Okay. I, I was going to say, she she should have like given you a sandwich or something and like taken off for the day. <laughs> That'd have been great. Yeah. That'd have been great. But it's like, I wasn't even like, like they gave me a headset that like, like, you could, could only listen in. I could only listen to. in. Yeah. And like even and she never had like this guy, anyone coming on the phone be like, How dare you? My health insurance. Yeah. But it was even like, wow, like this is super gross. Like you're timing these people down to the second of like how productive are you being? And I'm sure QA is just like that. I mean, they talked about that stuff about like how they had to tell they clock their hours. I mean, my, most yeah. companies do that where it's like you have to bill your hours appropriately. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, literally in my industry you have to bill appropriately, otherwise you can lose your license. Right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. They Voice. and then they also there's another example here that they weren't allowed to open blinds at night because at one point someone saw a drone outside that they assume was like trying to take footage. So they just uh, weren't allowed to open blinds anymore. Like while working. So it night, sounds like a Vegas casino <laughs> without the chance of winning a lot of money. Well and the free booze. Without what if the, you work really hard and then and then <laughs> everybody buys your game, then yeah. everybody gets a bonus. Yeah. And that's another like a whole thing. Other thing. It's like they glorify the the work bonuses there, yeah. And that the 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 size of any one employee's bonus is determined by how well the game sells. Jeez. So like if you look at something like Max Payne Three, um, which I personally really like, Max Payne Three. I but, love that game. Yeah, but didn't sell well. Had a terrible crunch cycle in it. Like someone quoted in here referred to it as a death march. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, 
game didn't sell well. So not only did these people put their lives at risk and put their health at risk, they weren't even rewarded in the way that they were expected to be because, oh, game didn't sell well. It's the same thing, like, if you remember, like, when Obsidian did Fallout New Vegas mm-hmm. and uh, Bethesda said, we'll give you a bonus if the game gets a Metacritic score of 85 or higher. Got a Metascore critic of 84. Oh, no. And it's like, why? The- yeah. You should just give it at that point. Well, also, like, why use meta- Metacritic as any sort of metric? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in general. That's, that's in fair. life. Right. That's yeah. why I like saying, like, Game Informer gave us a 9 out of 10. Well, Game Informer gives everybody a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, man. Can't wait till I make a game and <laughs> lock in that Game Informer 9 out of 10. I'll sue them if they don't. Okay. Th- thanks, man. I think the only... Ma- this is a random tidbit. I think the only magazine that I trust reviews on is Edge because oh. I used to read it and it was just like... God, you gave that a six? I love I that like these guys. <laughs> no, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you know what? All right. Are they still around? The They're still around, yeah. Is that a UK publication? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have the, uh, everything in that is so well designed. And so well designed. I will say that that bonus, like, incentive is really rough, especially with the slate of games that has just come out. So, you know, with Assassin's Creed Odyssey yeah. coming out and Fortnite still being massive and, you know, the, the, um, uh, Call of Duty with the new blackout Mm -hmm. i mean like so what obviously drives a lot of sales these days is streamability and if people can watch it and people can play it so you got these games like assassin's creed that are literally paying streamers to play the games and to get them out there and so red dead redemption 2 while everybody was playing it if you look through your stream like you know you got massive guys playing it to try and get the 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 content out there so that they can sell copies of it but at the same time you've got people who are still being paid to play assassin's creed odyssey right uh, because of the bounty system and so it's a cutthroat business and this is a really tough time to get the game out i think red dead redemption 2 the hype was so real and the game came out and it was really good minus the horse memes i love those (laughs) um but besides that it's just tough and i don't know if they're going to hit the numbers for those bonuses well there was also a uh, a quote from GameIndustry.biz that there was apparently an analyst expected that the Hauser brothers were going to receive most of the royalties regardless. Um, they claimed that they were going to receive most of the, quote, $538 million in royalties, and then Take-Two came out. The CEO of Take-Two came out and said, like, no, we... We have a profit sharing arrangement. Like you know, the, the employees get get royalties and bonuses based off like whatever sales figures we hit. Um, I would love to see those contracts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I'm sure the contract is mostly just like you know non disparagement and NDAs and and beyond that, it's probably still an at work employment arrangement. Yo, uh, if if anybody's listening and has a copy of one of those contracts, send it to me. And like, I want to read that. And you can do it because I'm a lawyer. So <laughs> you can't send it to Dylan or Nelson, but you can send it to me. Uh, I should show nice. you the uh, the college university that accidentally sent me their uh, esports arena plans <gasps> with their sponsorship tiers. I want it. I'll show it to you. It's pretty <laughs> That's good. Awesome. And to make everything better. So they thought I was some like big wig that they sent it to me. And to make it better, all the sponsorship tiers are like named after loot rarity, which is just the yeah. worst thing. No, oh the, my best. Gosh. It's like, the best. It's like thing. common tier, uncommon tier, epic tier, rare tier, yeah, legendary tier. I'm like, why it. did I you? I love it. 
This is so dumb. Were they different colors? Did they just steal Fortnite? <laughs> uh, that or wow. Did. Like, I don't think they were color. I mean, they probably were color coded. It was probably like Epic is purple and blah, 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 blah. But oh I was just like, I love it. guys, I need come this. on. Like, have some, have a little bit more respect than this. <laughs> uh, Unless but, they got like a student to draw this up and it's like, oh, okay. That. It did feel like like an intern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Somebody the one thing I get to up. do that's fun. <laughs> the, but the, so like Jennifer Colby's quote about the Lincoln stuff, about their QA testers, were, uh, we believe that the vast majority of our team in Lincoln feels positively about work conditions there. And these specific difficulties mentioned are either not generally considered real hardships or not based in any current reality. <laughs> it's what? like, wow, you are <laughs> really going term. to bat for your employer, aren't you? Like, you're really, like, taking it for the team. Yeah, that's what happens when you drink the Kool-Aid and you're promised the, you know, the p- potential of a massive bonus. Yeah, I mean, like, what... Is it that bad to just say, you know what? We fucked up. Yes. Yeah? For From their perspective, it, it would be. And the, and the reason is is in these development industries and obviously you know you guys are right smack dab in the middle of it there's a we're a team you don't cross the aisle mentality yeah um and so even if you understand yeah there's 168 hours in a week and i just worked 150 of them um but i'm part of this team and i get to say i worked on this game and and everybody around me is working just as hard if somebody takes a a step back from that and says holy crap I don't know what my wife's face looks like anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Arthur Morgan. That's all I could see. <laughs> Which I mean, like, sure. And, and then, then, and they say something about it. Then, even to a friend, then that friend literally could have the potential of, well, are you going to say something to the media? Are you going to bring down all of this around us? Yeah. And is, is there you can't any sort of the aisle. any sort of legal worry behind that? It's like if they admit admit fault. If anything is brought against them, I think that's part of the reason the PR person was there um, for those for the stocks is because they're obviously probably worried about um, FLSA filings and complaints because if it is found that an exempt employee, and we're going to get into that in a second, so I'm going to use a no, lot go, of buzzwords. Let's, let's do it now. So, all like, right, cool. So, so um, going well, let me finish that thought real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's found that an exempt employee um, should have been paid overtime and they weren't. That exempt employee can file a complaint to get back pay, and there's some fines and stuff associated with that as well. And for those not in the know, exempt means basically you're a salaried employee, and then non-exempt yeah. is, is hourly. And I'll go, I'll go over that real quick. So, um, from my notes, quite honestly, because this doesn't come up too much, um, but you know. The good thing about lawyers is we know how to read a law. Um, what? Wow. So, like, crazy. I just don't know how to read. Um, so that's so uh, federal overtime provisions, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about overtime. Um, we're not really talking about minimum wage, although we sort of are, and they're kind of tied together. Um, it's governed by the Fair Labor Standards Act. And so unless an employee is an exempt, uh, they must receive overtime pay for um, any work they do over 40 hours in a work week. Now, a work week is not defined as um, Sunday or Monday at 12.01 a.m. until Sunday night at 11.15 or 12 p.m., whatever it is, uh, or a.m., whatever the, whatever. Time. Time. <laughs> it's defined as um, essentially uh, the 168-hour recurring periods. Um, so, for example... If at any time in a 168-hour recurring period, I work more than 40 hours, I, unless I'm exempt, am owed overtime pay at time and a half minimum. 
and it could be more. You can do two times, or if you know you're in the film industry and you've got those union contracts, you get into golden hours. Right. Um, and, and going to that for a second, that in that Vulture article, they 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 talk about all all of these numbers. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, they talked about how. Um, all of the, 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 the script that they wrote, they, they just threw just so many fucking numbers. So they say, 100-hour <laughs> work weeks. Uh, game, finished game includes more than 300,000 animation, 500,000 lines of dialogue, and many more lines of code, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that, th- those numbers, they, they, they're not directly pa- like, compatible. They're really <laughs> they, not. Uh, God, bringing the script not. to life meant 2,200 days of motion capture work compared wow. with just five days for GTA 3 requiring 1,200 actors, and this is the kicker, all SAG-AFTRA, <gasps> 700 of them had dialogue, spoken dialogue lines. So they champion the fact that they hire union folks yep. wow. as their mocap people and their actors and their voice actors. Yeah, they're, they're paying your programmers nothing. Right. Um, so uh, to cut it out and so that most people, you know, I can see the questions coming, um, there is no limit on the number of hours uh, employees may work in any work week as long as overtime is uh, applied if they're um, non-exempt. Um, and it doesn't require overtime pay for work on Saturdays, Sundays, holidays, or regular days of rest unless overtime is worked on those days. So just because mm. you're a Christian working on Christmas, you don't have to be given overtime if it's the only day you work that week. Okay. So, uh, But this uh, is all for non-exempt. This right. is all for non-exempt. Um, so if, if you are non-exempt, which means that you are subject to the overtime right. laws. But basically, the exemption is about overtime. So right. it's either you're non-exempt from overtime or you are exempt from overtime. Exactly. And so when it comes to um, um, what who is exempt and who is not exempt, um, non-exempt employees must be paid minimum wage and overtime um, for any time worked beyond 40 hours. N- exempt employees aren't subject to the protections of the FLS, the FALSA. I'll call it that. (laughs) Um, If somebody gets, you know, butthurt that I called it FALSA, let me know and I'll write them a stern letter. Um, (laughs) So uh, most professions... Your pronunciation is FALSA. It's... Oh, I hate you for that. I was about to give you a high five, but no. Um, (laughs) So an individual is an exempt employee if he or she meets the following three tests. One, they're paid at least $455 per week, which comes out to $23,600 per year. They're paid on a salary basis or they perform exempt job duties. There are also specific classifications of jobs that are exempt, such as uh, certain executive functions, so the higher level um, folks. C-suite. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like um, Hauser himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, certain administrative functions, uh, which you know we can go into, but it's super detailed. Or, interestingly enough, programmers and computer-related th- uh, people. So um, when it comes to the games industry, and I will be 100% honest, I haven't looked into the case law around what is, you know, what is officially defined as a programmer, but I think it's pretty obvious what a programmer is or yeah. a software I engineer. I know when I see it. I know when I see it. Um, I don't know what racism is, but I know it when I see it. Um, <laughs> Wait, I thought the quote was about pornography. <laughs> I know. I just, you know, make it whatever I want it to be. Okay. Um, um, we're in <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> so, uh, oh my God, we're off the rails. Uh, so, but programmers in general, according to the statute, could be held as 
um, exempt employees, which means they're not subject to overtime pay. And you've got to think, a lot of these programmers in their free time also do programming. So, like, they're working on their side projects, which means... not on their uh, employer machines. That's right. Right, right. Um, yeah, because then you don't own it. Um, but uh, so that goes to say that a lot of employees that these 100-hour works weeks are applying to are likely exempt employees, which means they're not required to give overtime pay. Uh, or get overtime pay unless it's specifically allowed for in their contract and i haven't seen any of these contracts um just disclosure there so we're seeing this culture of crunch that is being exploited almost because it can be right right but i mean you see other tech tech sectors or tech industries i mean like obviously silicon valley is super guilty of this like anyone will tell you about apple or google well less so google even though google's becoming more that way but Apple obviously Google, is, don't be evil is a uh, <laughs> um, historical um, uh, um, use your words is <laughs> they're they're historically guilty of doing this yeah um, that's why they have nets outside some of their Chinese offices so people don't jump off of them which is ugh yeah and then obviously that. like yeah. Nelson said before the ad industry mm-hmm. super guilty of this the legal industry yeah. Getting better full disclosure if I ever want to go into another job than the ad industry. No, it sucks. Ad industry sucks. <laughs> Nelson Johnson said it right here. No! Don't worry. They've never seen you. They don't know that it's this Nelson Johnson. <laughs> Suddenly, Nelson Johnson's across the world are blacklisted in the ad industry. <laughs> You're all getting fired. You ruined yeah. it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the like four in Virginia are like done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, is there anything else about the 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 fair? It's It's fairly... It's fairly standard. No, no pun intended. <laughs> Nelson, Jesus, um, that's that's what it is. It's who is subject to overtime, who's not. If you are subject to overtime and you're not being paid it, you can submit a complaint and get that back pay. Um, I believe that most of the people who are affected by the Rockstar um, Games stuff are not non-exempt employees. Meaning, say they're exempt employees, meaning they're not uh, due overtime per the statute. Right. Um, however, if their contract says that they um, are due overtime, then sure, yeah, they're due overtime at that point. They're probably, I mean, their QA people are probably like, uh, there's a probably huge pool of contracted part-time. Right, exactly. Uh, independent contractors. So that all that is to say is that while the Fair Labor Standards Act helps employees, it also hurts them in a lot of ways because it creates these cycles um, of crunch no matter what the industry, but in this particular instance, in our industry. Um, and I would say that needs to change, quite frankly. Well, it just yeah. it floors me the idea that like if you are paid a salary or you are you are exempt from overtime. Not not all salaried positions are exempt. Um, sure. that is just one of the tests that will lead to whether or not you consider it exempt, but most most would be right. exempt. Like I think my office because I work with a bunch of CPAs. Careful now. I think no. I think they they have a pretty good uh, um, overtime policy that like once you hit, you know, once you hit over your forty, like something starts to kick in. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's obviously super super gross and super abused and it's it's ridiculous. And I mean, like like you said, who said? It? Did you say it, Nelson? That like, oh no, you said no. I'll that, take like, it. Yeah, no, I'll take the credit. I'll credit Just to everyone. My credit. <laughs> um, the idea. No, you only get credit if you finish the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's a rule. Wait, yeah. hold on. <laughs> oh, I got it. Oh, I got to stay here for that. I got oh, no. <laughs> Cue <laughs> Nelson not crawling out the window. <laughs> like, I crawled back in. The, uh, 
you know, Rockstar has no reason to change. Right. Like, change yeah. is not going to come from within because companies are not super benevolent like that. Which like, is right. why it needs to be talked about because only external pressures will change this. Right. And so mm-hmm. Rockstar employees probably don't feel empowered to talk about it. So they have to, you know, get these AMAs on Reddit. They have to... Uh, tweet out or talk about it on social media. Talk at, anonymously at, to the press. Exactly. exactly. Or And feel, you know, put their jobs at risk in order to change this culture. And it sucks, but it's just kind of how it is. And it should change. I'm saying it should change. Right. And I mean, obviously, like, this all got, even the, it, the Telltale stuff had this too, but, like, the Game Workers Unite stuff, that the grassroots yep. union movement, like, that's all mixed in with this. And I'm... I'm on that Discord. Mm-hmm. I see those conversations. I see what they're talking about, what they're planning. Um, and uh, obviously, revolution. It's <laughs> yes, we're gonna burn down. We're gonna we're gonna grab the levers of production. Red, yeah. the color of the flag. <laughs> that was lame as reference. Um, like I've also seen conversations about how like, well, a, a, a union won't fix everything. No, or a union, yeah. a union's not perfect. As an argument, like we shouldn't even try. Right. Yeah. And I, I. Like um, Chet Falasek, the the one of the writers on Portal Portal Two, he, I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he um he's pretty. I wouldn't say anti-union, but he's like he has a very pragmatic look of, at it. It's like hey, these unions aren't gonna fix everything. Like I used to be working in a union that was like spun off of SAG AFTRA, or uh, maybe it was part of like the LA Times, like one of the journalistic unions or something, and and it doesn't solve anything. Or I think it was like an animators union, and he was just talking about like. Now you just have instead of, you know, the the um, the employer having the control. Now the union has the control, and you have to pay union dues, and you have to be associated with this this group, and they have to argue, and you have to you know go on strike when they deem it necessary, and all this stuff. And and I mean, yes, like there are restrictions involved with working in a union, but also the union is comprised of laborers. Yeah that are yeah. looking for kind of united interests and not the employer who's just looking for their own interests. Well, I right. mean, even if you look at, at our local Richmond scene of Actors Equity, like we've got a lot of theaters here who a- Actors Equity being like a, the pseudo union for actors. Uh, we have a lot of local theaters here who say we're, we have enough budget to employ two Actors Equity people, which means that if you've joined that union to protect your, you know, your rate of pay and your time off, then you're actually have less of a chance of being cast um, and mm. less of a chance of getting the work done because you're part of the union and they only have budget for two people in a 14-person cast. So, yeah, unions aren't perfect, but at the same time, I think that they could help. I think so, too. I mean, because otherwise, where's that? It's either going to come from that or it's going to come from legislation. Right. So, I mean, wh- 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 where are you placing your bets? Are you placing your bets yeah. on like a very progressive like platform of pro, pro-labor? Uh, sweeping the nation, which, you know, cross your fingers, but, uh, or are you going to let the laborers take responsibility and, and work for themselves? I mean, you saw like the, the Google walkout in light of like the the sexual harassment and assault stuff that was happening at Google. And it's like, Hey, like there's a, you know, everyone just left the Google campus. They just walked out of their jobs. It's like, well, they're going to fire everyone. They're going to fire all of them. Right. Like, I mean, look, I get it. Like, people like working at Google, and I'm sure they could probably, like, quickly rehire to replace most of that workforce. But, right. like, imagine if, like, Rockstar North or Rockstar New York just, like, 
oh, we're doing a walkout. There's just a massive walkout. Like, especially like right now on the heels of like, hey, Red Dead Online's like about to come out and we're like yeah. in the middle of like getting that out the door. It's like, nope. Yep, we're done. <laughs> we're all out. We, you can fire us all. Okay, you can fire us all. But like, keep in mind, we are familiar with the engine. We're familiar with the pipeline. Mm-hmm. We're familiar with the assets. We're familiar with the work culture. Like, yeah, like so much of that time would be onboarding. Right. Yeah. And, and, and for me, like, and it's not, this is my general statement. Th- this is my general statement about a lot of things is just, I have thrown up my hands so many times just to say, like, I've just thrown up hands. I, they're not all mine. <laughs> That's either. gross. Where'd um, they come from? Just throwing them. Speaking, I can't, I can't. Is this the that. exorcist? Well, um, and I've just, I've come to the point so many times of people being like, well, we shouldn't do this or we can't do this. It's going to take too much time. And in this situation where it's like, yeah, like union, it, it wouldn't be perfect. I'm just like, well, it would be better. Right. Like, why are we not just like yeah. pushing at least for a baby step in, in the direction of something will work better. If I could get a little political, I was, uh, I was about to, pri- I, the beginning pri- of my the pump, the beginning of my sentence was going to be, I promise not to get political. <laughs> But, but let's if, do it. Yeah. But if I could get a little political, I mean, I feel like it's similar to the arguments against very moderate Democrat candidates, which I totally get. Yeah. Like, I would love a suite of progressive candidates, like, across across every single ticket on Tuesday, um, or last Tuesday, since this is coming out after the election. Oh. Um, so, who blue wave. Uh, <laughs> who knew that Barack Obama would win the presidency on November 6, 2018? That's weird. That's weird. Like we we changed the amendment, we changed the constitution, and yeah. then we reinstated him. But uh, okay, so like <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> but so like the idea that like oh, but these these candidates aren't good enough, yeah. which totally get, totally agree. Right. Like not discounting that opinion at all. Right. But would you not to make a false dichotomy? Uh-huh. But would you rather have like a bunch? Would you rather start from a point of hey, a bunch of moderately left-wing people or a bunch of sick of sycophantic right-wing people yeah yeah and yeah. i don't know like i i just in all facets facets of life if you have to take a baby step forward to get to the the beacon of hope of this is progress in yeah. whatever it is politics or otherwise this is progress this is this is not just good enough this is great I'm gonna want to take that baby step, and I w- wish it was a bigger step. But and it may right. not be unionizing; it may just be uh, having the ability to negotiate better contracts, um, something like that. Sure, uh, that's true. And, and, and yeah. you don't necessarily need a union for that. And so I, I think but that you there's need this, an organized workforce, right? right? Or or you just need a an, an intelligent workforce, a workforce that's been educated on the subject by a lawyer. But Listen, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Some wear Discord lapel pins. I like it. Nice. I like it. Um, is there anything else on the on the rock star stuff? I know we spent a lot of time talking about it. I honestly, I would love to just kind of talk about video games for a little bit. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm game. All right. No uh, pun intended. Gross. <laughs> no. Yeah, baby. I've become what I hate. Yeah, your dad. <laughs> <laughs> So, not to immediately uh, discount every all the critiques we brought against Rockstar, and I don't think we're going to spend an hour talking about Red Dead Redemption, but Noah, what do you think of the game? Um, so, 
I I spent three days this past week after TwitchCon. I got back and all of, you know, I got back and everybody had already started their Rockstar run-throughs, like the Rockstar, Red Red Dead run-throughs. Rockstar Redemption. Rockstar Redemption. <laughs> Yo, that's going to be when they that's, do it. That's not going to happen. Except that's when, the, they, then when they pay their people enough. That's, not that's the name of the feature uh, on yeah, Waypoint. That's, that's the name of great. that. So, um, but uh, when, when I got through and got back, I didn't want to watch anything because everybody already started. And so normally when I'm when I'm doing my work at my desk at my firm, I have a second screen up that is just one of my clients or somebody playing the game. And so one cool. of my clients put on um, uh, started playing Red Dead Faylin actually Twitch.tv slash Faylin, and nice well thank done. you yeah well done. the content was so good and it and she's an excellent broadcaster don't get me wrong but like. Watching that game is beautiful. I watched her accidentally murder a bunch of people and fail the quest five times, and every time it was beautiful. Um, the game is amazing. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of these, and even even the bugs are awesome. <laughs> so like, there there's two horse bugs that I love. Uh, one was not so much a bug, but it was just a viral tweet. My my friend Brian was playing. And he switched to cinematic mode while he was um, while he was going. Uh, riding his horse, and he, he tweeted out with the caption, switch to cinematic mode, they said. <laughs> and it's just him like going out to the full caption, and his horse hits a rock, and it kills them both. Perfect. It's, it's the funniest thing. But then there's <laughs> there's another bug in it that I really love, uh, where there's this one section in the game where if you just ride your horse through it, your horse catches fire and dies. And it's it's not like... I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. What? It's just, yeah, so, there's like the down horse and the down horse caught fire and yeah. then like they walked over it with their horse and then their horse like catches burned fire up. and then they go off and watch and a carriage come past and both horses catch fire and pretty soon it's just a mound of dead horses outside of roads. Which I guess there's this, something wrong with their fire propagation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really just the beginning of their zombie mode. Oh my god, what if that's where the hellmouth comes out? I mean, I'm on board. You know, I want them to turn it into something. I would love that. Have you played it, Nelson? Have I have not. It? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fade into the well, background. No, no, no. I would, if you have any oh, questions yeah, yeah. about it, yeah. Um, so how, how it's good about is the rootin', the tootin', <laughs> and the cowboy shooting. Oh, it's it's real rootin'. It's, it's okay. It's a little less tootin'. Oh, okay. And there's mm. a lot of cowboy shooting. There's I'm a lot back of on board. Shooting. Yeah, I heard. It's a uh, it's a very slow game. Like that's what I heard. Yeah, like the, it takes its time. the The intro is probably like four or five hours. And let me be clear. The intro is not all the onboarding. Like right. I am 12, 15, 12 to fifteen hours in, mm-hmm. and they're still onboarding. Wow! Like they're still tutorializing shit. Yeah, and it's like this is how you herd sheep. This is how you shoot your gun up in the air. This is how you do this. So, to, so to that, I have a question. Would this? And then, and then, you're fifteen hours in. Are you? finished with it oh or? no 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 i i have not touched the game i just watch okay. people do it all right okay. well, then i am i am the the one that has experienced you are the perfect, arbiter perfect so my thing for this and i have the same question about marvel spider-man mm. uh my question about this is would it have been better as a linear game that's not open world um i think to both those games i would say no okay i think to spider-man i don't think it would be better linear and i think to Red Dead, I think not. Um, so like the intro is very uh so I'm I'm not one of these guys. I'm not a Twitch streamer. Man. So I'm not gonna be like, 
Woo, open world and we're gonna go bullshit around like is I, that I, defamation of your client or <laughs> no 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 My, that's exactly what they sound like <laughs> you can Damn. go back on this very podcast and listen to the episode where i refer to twitch streamers as um uh nihilist vaudeville and <laughs> yo that's accurate so i'm just gonna go ahead and close my twitch stream. No. Be great. i'm kidding <laughs> um but yeah so like the beginning of the game is basically pretty linear. Like mm-hmm, there's right. no like hub where it's like you can do multiple things. I think there's a point where you can pick two different missions and but you have to do both of them. It's just which order you choose to do sure, them. Sure, right. Uh but so like it opens with basically so it's a prequel to have you have you guys played Red yeah. Dead 1? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, have, yeah. I have I have not. Oh, um but I'm it's fam- very good. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Also took 100 hour work weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right, which is like when the like the Rockstar spouses or Rockstar wife stuff yep. first came up. Um Eight years ago, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Still talking about it. On you, man. But it starts off with you got you're in the the Grizzly Mountains, which I think is like a an a, a they're full of bears. Well, I, I like think it. it's I think I it's like a it. cipher for the Ozarks because the game oh, primarily cool. takes place in the southeast. I think because there's a uh, New Orleans um, mm-hmm. analog. Mm-hmm. There's like a uh, the Louisiana analog and some stuff like it's weird because so I always thought that Red Dead was in the same universe as GTA. Yeah. And in GTA, there's no California, right? It's San Andreas, right. like yeah. the state of San Andreas. Yeah. But in this game, they say California and they say New York and they say Pennsylvania. But the area that you're in, it's like um, uh, New Hanover, which is one of the right. states, and Lemony is one of the states, I think. Yeah. Or Lemoyne, I think is what it's called. Um, Lemoyne, Lemony. Idaho. I love it. I love it. And, but so, like, you start in the mountains and you're basically fleeing this town. Uh, that you guys basically lived in and you tried to do this big score on like a ferry boat or something mm-hmm. and a bunch of Pinkerton agents swarm the town. Yeah. And um, you uh, that's cool. you escape into the mountains and it's like during a blizzard. So like they're not following you, but like also your your gang is dying. It's the Dutch Vanderlyn gang from Red Dead 1 mm-hmm. and it's basically like telling the story of like what the gang was like before they broke apart. Um, and it's very familial. Like like Dutch really? very much cares about like everyone in the camp, right? Um, and like and everyone has a role and stuff. And John Marston's there, yeah. And John Marston is a dipshit, yeah. <laughs> like they everyone treats him like a dipshit. Love it, and it's great. So like Rockstar games are very much about, you know, hey, we've watched a lot of movies, and we're gonna make all of these like these analogs yeah. to to movies and set pieces from movies. So I'm not a big crime movie guy, like. I just haven't seen a lot. Like I haven't seen Goodfellas or or Godfather or whatever. Sure. So sure. or Heat. Wait, you haven't seen Godfather? No. Um, All right, that's a choice. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the, I mean <laughs> it's just I just haven't I haven't seen it. It's nothing. I mean, yeah, but at a certain point in your life, that's a choice. It's gonna happen. He's gonna play all these games if he if yeah. he watches. Yeah, Godfather. that's true. That's We're on a podcast, Noah. Don't yeah. have time for the Godfather. You know why don't we just put it on in the background right now? No. Okay. Then we're gonna get pulled down. Content, out content ID. <laughs> there you go. DMCA. Yeah. I thought you were a lawyer. Yeah, but I'm your Damn. lawyer. You get to pay me for this. <laughs> I can't pay for him to, to give you reasons for, yeah. for him to litigate. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> but so so Red Dead One was very much like inspired from spaghetti westerns. And yeah. This one's much more like prestige westerns, like um, Through Ten of Yuma. Yeah, Deadwood and uh, Magnificent Seven, I guess, would kind of be one. Maybe that's more spaghetti western. Um, more like the the modern kind of prestige westerns. Um. Which I think is cool, but also like you can just see it, like you can see it on their sleeve. Like there's a there's a train robbery at the beginning of the game that's literally structured 
and like the dialogue is almost one to one the the dialogue from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And I don't know if that's awesome. Like No, I think that's awesome. And it's literally they come up to this armored train car and they go, All right, come out with your hands up. And they're like, No. And you're like, okay, blow it up with dynamite. And it's literally like from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance right. Kid. Yo, I love that copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> and but I mean it's I, an I, homage, actually. Oh, yeah. I think uh I think yeah it's fair use. No, yeah, it so is cool. not. <laughs> don't you even start. Um, fair use use is bullshit damn but uh no i'm I'm enjoying it it's very slow i think rockstar's like type of like gameplay systems yeah are showing their age yeah like they're like oh, here's a ui here's a tutorial prompt in the upper left hand corner in a black box oh you missed it okay i guess you're just gonna have to wait yeah for the next time whenever in the next yeah. 20 hours for it to show up or you just google it sure but like were that with this early in the lifespan of the game that like right. stuff is still like not that well explained That's so true. for example there is a uh trapper so you can kill animals you can hunt them you can bring mm-hmm. the meat back to camp um and you can also skin the pelts uh and sell them That's you can cool. also craft the pelts with a special character called the trapper um and he exists in a couple uh places in the world he has like four camps across the map he also has a dedicated store in the town of San Denis, which is the New Orleans analog, gotcha. which I kept calling San Saint Denis. That's what I was saying. And I was like Saint Denis, and then I heard someone say San Denis, and I looked at the name, and I was like, Oh yeah, I guess French. That's, All right. that's what you would say in French. San Denis, <laughs> San Denis. Um, I like it. But so like this trapper one. doesn't show up on your map, <laughs> right? That's so, so that's the first thing. So like you have to like basically like trigger an event to make it show up on the map. And the way I did it, which I don't even know if like I actually forced it to happen or whatever, you go up to Pearson, who is basically the cook and the the butcher in the camp. And I was so there's a mission that forces you to hunt this legendary bear and you skin it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, is like the fucking like uh, revenant because so so you you go with Hosea, which is like an old friend of Dutch's, and you go track this bear and hunt it. And you basically like it shows you how to prepare bait and put the bait down and whatever. And the bear shows up. And Jose is like, holy shit, like it's a big ass bear. <laughs> and then like you shoot it a couple times and it runs off and like that's the end of the structured mission. Right. And then there's a lot of times where the character will go, okay, that's the end of the mission. Do you want to finish like, do you want to finish the fight? <laughs> do you want to finish like the hunt or whatever, like actually finish out what we were trying to tutorialize for you? Do you want to go back into the open world? And you have that option. And I was like, oh, I'm going to finish hunting the thing. And Jose is like, okay, I'm going to leave. Bye. And then you finish hunting the bear. And basically, did you get the bear? Yes. So I track it back up this this mountain, and the bear's there. And I shoot it once. No, I, I put like five shots into this fucking bear. Sure. The bear rushes me, pounces on me, starts mauling me, and it's like this dedicated animation of Arthur Morgan. We're like, ah, 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 and then he like pulls the knife out of his pocket and just like stabs it in the chest and like rips down through its abdomen. And I'm like, sure. Well, I mean, I, the bear's dead. But so, <laughs> so I skin the bear. And I have the pelts, and the pelts is giant, and you have to physically put it on your horse. It doesn't like invisibly awesome. going into, into oh, wow. an inventory. Really cool. Like you hoist it over your shoulder and you put it on the horse. And whenever the horse falls over, because of one of these horse memes, the pelt gets launched. And then you have to go physically retrieve the pelt, heft it back over your shoulder, walk it back over to your oh horse, put God. it back on the horse. So every time you fall, right. and then if the horse falls like into a river or something, the pelt has a chance to just disappear. So it can just be launched off of you and fall into this thing. And it's like 
basically a high high quality enough pelt that you can use it for like special items, special gear. So I have this pelt and I was carrying this pelt around for like at least like two hours in the game. And I'm like, where the fuck do I take this pelt? And like, I'm looking up stuff and it's like, take it to the trapper. I'm like, where the fuck's the trapper? And so it's like, Hey, if you talk to someone, it might trigger where the trapper is. So I like go back to camp, mm-hmm. put the thing on my shoulder, walk over and walk over to Pearson on at his butcher's table. And he's like, Oh, you should go see the trapper. And then like, bing on the map. There's like a Great. bear paw, like icon that represents the trapper. You show up and it's just like a, another bear. <laughs> I cannot wait. Hey! hey. <laughs> I ride. I, I carry the pelt over there. I, I get back on my horse. I put the pelt back on the horse. I ride my horse over to where the trapper is. It's like on the crest of this hill. I uh, walk over to the trapper and I'm like, got this pelt for you. And he even like even custom dialogue. He's like, oh, is that? Lazarus or whatever he fucking named the bear. It's like this, this famous bear. He's like, oh, it's glad to see he's met his end or whatever. And he's like, all right, here's here's my shop. Here are my items. And it's like, you know, buy reagents or whatever, buy like one use items. And it's like crafting or like special special clothing. Mm-hmm. And you go in there. It's a long list of items he can make. It's basically gear sets, right? So you click on the yeah, gear yeah. set and it shows all the different things and it shows them like the the component requirements. It's like this is how many pelts of this type of animal you need. It has to be of this quality. Um, because if you just shoot an animal, you can have a chance to just like riddle the pelt with bullets and it ruins it. Oh. So I'm like, okay, this takes the pelt I have. And the only thing I could make was like the, the bear hat. And it's basically like the bear's head taxidermied on your head. And there's like, like earmuffs for it. Um, and I didn't want that, but I wanted to at least like tell him that I, I had the component. Right. And it's all grayed out. And I'm like, why the fuck is it grayed out? And I'm like talking to him. And he's not doing anything, and so I'm like, all right, maybe he, maybe my my the pelt needs to be in my inventory because like once you put it on your shoulder, it shows up in like your itemized inventory. Mm-hmm. So I walk back over to my horse, put it back on my shoulder, walk back over to him, still grayed out. Why is it still grayed out? And yeah. I'm like put it back down and pick it back up. It's like maybe something's not triggering, and then I'm like, maybe I just need to sell it to him. I oh, sell. No the item to oh, him no. and then shows up in his inventory and shows up as a identified component in the crafting system on him. At no point is this explained. At no point is this clarified. Oh my God. Yeah. None of this, this entire arc of me hunting the bear, killing the bear, skinning the bear, bringing the bear to camp, being told where the trapper was, going to the trapper, selling the item to the trapper, being able to craft it because it's now in the trapper's inventory. None of that is explained. None of Great. it. None of that is explained in game. For our listening audience at home, just to let you know that Dylan has now gone red faced <laughs> and there's steam coming out of his ears. But that's like <laughs> like we could talk about hundred hour work weeks and we could talk about like how beautiful the game is, but, but they like, needed at least three more hours. You needed like <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, you just they needed some way to do it better explain yeah it's gonna be fixed in a patch the game that no it's not you. no it's not because rockstar is the stubborn ass kind of company where they're like no it's perfect we explained it perfectly <laughs> gta 5 is never like none of the shit in gta 5 that was never explained was never fixed gta 4 same thing yeah they yeah. also didn't get all the proper um length in terms of use for their licenses for music so but a bam noise yeah I know they had to patch out that like intro song in GTA yeah, Four right? like a couple months ago or last year. Um, but yeah, no, and, and so I really want to play the game, but right now I'm doing like a death march playthrough of Witcher Three, mm-hmm. and uh, I I was hoping to you know get a couple hours knocked out on that yesterday, but instead I did two hours of you know quests and then two hours of just straight Gwent. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
I never engaged with Gwent. Well, it's its own you, game now. You, yeah, you you messed up. I don't think so <laughs> because in-game Gwent is awesome. In-game Gwent's pretty good. Uh, it's <laughs> actually I I would argue and it's better than the actual game Gwent. So the the mobile one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. and so I would. So okay. that that was my Death March playthrough, and so I'm not gonna get to Red Dead anytime soon because I'm gonna easily put like 100, 150 hours into, uh, Witcher. I mean, I'm I'm obviously I respect that. I'm enjoying Red Dead. Um, I don't think it's a bad game. I just think like the stubbornness of that company is indicative in some of the systems yeah. in that game. Yeah, yeah. But like, fair. it's it's a really great game. Like, I really like the dialogue. Um, Arthur Morgan is a very interesting character. Like, I think the best rock star characters are those that are like, you know, they're anti heroes. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah. a, like we have to acknowledge like some of the ludonero dissonance of like if a player just wants to like go off the reservation and start killing everything, but like the character is still kind of portrayed as this tragic figure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, I'm going to be watching a lot more of Red Dead Redemption on Twitch. Um, because like I said, I won't get to play it for a while. And by the time I get around to playing it, it'll be like 20 bucks. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that day. Um, (laughs) but, uh, one of the games that I've been watching a lot is this, this, you know, flavor of the month, which is, uh, marbles on stream. Have you guys seen that? No. Is the game called marbles on stream? Yeah. This developer had this wonderful idea of all I've got to do is build like 150 maps of just marble tracks and then plug it in with a UI and a Twitch. And you, so the streamer logs on and they connect their Twitch account to um, their to marbles on stream at their interface. And then they essentially just shout cast a marble race. Wait, oh my God. I've seen this. So what it is is one of my clients, McLaffy Taffy, started playing it on stream, and he, he he was like, "This is the stupidest thing ever," and then he's like, like one of his one of his viewers is like, "You got to play this, you got to play this." Like this is so stupid, but okay. Um, and he downloaded it and, and launched it, and so the way it works is once he starts the game, everybody in chat does command play, and that enters them in, and so their marbles appear on the screen um. with their name attached to it. And then the streamer says, all right, we're starting in 30 seconds. And then during the 30 seconds, you join, and they hit go. And it's just a gravity game at that point. And you just follow the marbles down, and they've got the names attached so you can see who's winning and whatnot. And then the guys just, the streamer's just shout casting. And the culture that's grown up around it is that if your marble wins, if you're not subbed to the streamer, Somebody in chat who is subbed has to gift you a sub. Damn. If the streamer wins, he has to gift 10 subs. <laughs> if uh, you are already subbed and you win, you have to gift five subs. So what it has turned into is 300 gift subs for one of my clients. So <laughs> Damn. And a gift sub costs money? It's, oh, yeah. It's yeah, like it's, a month-long subscription. Yeah, a month yeah. is $5.99 or $4.99? Uh, $4.99, $12.99, $24.99. So you can yeah. drop 50 bucks. Drop if you gift. Are you sure you don't want to start a Twitch stream? Good. Yeah. Do you you want to do it? You should watch it. It's it's a great game. So the interaction. So it's not going to last because there's only a certain number of maps, and they do do seasonal maps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like this last time, they had pumpkins for Halloween. Nice. Um, Nice. But then the pumpkins like would explode when you hit them, and so you get bogged down. That's pretty. But um, it's it's definitely fun. It's got got a lot of following. It's single handedly gotten some newbie streamers from newbie to affiliate in a matter of three days like oh, it's insane um and what's the threshold for affiliate very low 
Um, I love all you affiliates out there, but very low. So no, I'm literally I, I like it's, is it's it a subscriber like count? 50, 50 followers, a certain number of average viewers across seven days. Yeah. Okay. So the three days is a slight exaggeration, but um, uh, certain number of viewers, average viewers, and then streaming consistently. Um, you have to have at least like four streams over a certain time period, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so but marbles on stream is so simple. The graphics are so easy and it's so genius and I I absolutely love it. Like I will lose hours to just watching that game. I'm going to watch ridiculous stuff like that on a stream. I'm going to watch some salty bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some what? Salty, salty bet. You, you know what salty bet is? No. Oh, oh. That okay. sounds a little dirty. So salty bet is, and please correct me at sure. any point if I'm wrong. Uh, do you know what Mame and Mugen is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So take community made, uh, fighting game characters. Yeah, from whatever property or whatever thing they made up, legal or not legal, like yeah, like, you know, fan games are illegal. <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, so take that, take the most ridiculous backgrounds, put them all on like the most extreme difficulty, wow. um, like most extreme CPU difficulty, and then have them fight each other. But wait, because they have an online way for you to bet fake money. It is fake money, right? I, I think you can buy it's like waifu th- dollars I, or something like I think, that. Well, I thought it was like salty coin or something. Maybe it's, maybe it's someone was making coin. that joke. I don't. Yeah. Remember. So so you bet fake money on who's gonna win and who's gonna lose, and then you oh, win. And man. then there are odds tied to. It's like a, however the bets are placed. It's like yeah. a Twitch stream with cockfighting, basically. Yes. Wow. But then you get to watch uh, Goku fight Superman. Yeah. Or oh, like, I mean, Superman would win that. Would would he? Is, mm. Would you like to take this to salty bet? Yeah. Take it to Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> man, Superman would win though. Yeah, I. So yeah, so it's I'll great because that. I mean, it it it's twenty four seven. Like it's just it's always running because it's just CPUs. It's just That's CPUs awesome. fighting mm-hmm. each other. And so the genius, so like Mugen, like is a like if you're familiar with it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a like make your own fighter. Yes, yeah, make you make your own fighting game, but like you do you make everything for them. So you make like their ultimates, mm-hmm. you make like their meter, you make like their hitboxes, you make all that stuff um and but there's no balancing right like they don't like they don't reject characters because it's like hey this character's super unbalanced so you like you can make a character you can make like a fucking like the bionicles fight stewie griffin and stewie griffin's hitbox is like an inch tall yeah and so no one can hit him because he's just (laughs) on the ground Um, and then he just destroys five bionicles in a row right it's insane because then they'll do like tag battles yeah yeah, which is not and when i say tag battles i really mean here are four to eight characters on screen at one time and you're just watching because you can't follow it so you're just watching the the hp bars just go further and further down it's oh like my god well, i mean i had money on on stewie but okay <laughs> i guess we'll go this way i mean i watched it a long time ago and then i stopped watching it and then maybe like three or four months ago i was like let's check back in yeah and it was like looked like a facebook like the the default profile image like when yes. no one assigns one is yeah, basically yeah. that just mm-hmm. sliding around the ground <laughs> fighting I don't know, some anime character because that's the frustrating part it's like 80 percent of them are just like some random anime character yeah like, i don't give a shit yeah but yeah when it's like goku versus the bionicles or fucking like so good you know cobra commander versus i don't know woody from toy story <laughs> like <laughs> yo woody would win that in a second yeah man, man. Woody yeah. Probably got a snake yeah. in my boot <laughs> but like that's that's what makes it like that's what makes it great yeah. i got a snake under my boot of uh cobra commander uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was horrible. Well, <laughs> it wasn't I've heard worse. worse. I've heard worse. Yeah. I watch professional wrestling. I've heard worse. Oh, oh yeah, you have. No. <laughs> 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 uh, so Marvel's on stream sounds cool. It's really cool. Um, and and you should you should check out the streams because they're great. I mean, it's it's addicting. Um, the first time I logged in to watch it, I won the first race you serious yeah so there are like 200 200 people in chat and so 200 marbles racing down and i won the first race and i haven't this fun relationship with the streamer who was doing it because he was in my wedding and Mm -hmm. he's like he was one of my groomsmen and he just turns around and looks directly at the camera and says fucking noah (laughs) (laughs) i was like i can't win anymore and then i did all right nice i'm a marbles whisperer i love it well <laughs> I'll leave it there. I'll let that one there. Lie. Thanks. Uh, You're Nelson, you want to talk about Spider Man? Oh boy. All right. Did you finish it? I did. Okay. And then I finished the DLC. Oh, I haven't oh, touched nice. it. Oh, nice. Awesome. DLC is pretty good. I wish it was a little bit longer. Do you pl- play as Black Cat? No. Okay. Black Cat. Um, I didn't know if it was like a Catwoman, Arkham no. City kind of thing. So here's there's one point where you can tell Black Cat go attack that guy. And that's uh, that's about the extent to which you sure. control anything, right. uh, including Black Cat. Um, but uh, I'm a I'm a giant dork. Uh, love comic books. Can confirm. Awesome. Can confirm. Um, and Spider Man has always been one of my favorites because of his relatability. Like I got into a really long discussion yesterday about like I Superman is far and away my favorite superhero. Let me finish because of the. All right. This is this is this has always been my thing. The one thing Superman will always want to be is a normal person. Mm. That he just wants to. He loves humanity because he just is. Like he doesn't know anything else. Um, the one thing that humanity will never let him be is just a normal person. So he has to deal with the fact that he's an outsider living in the middle of of everybody around him. It, they either hold him up as a god as Superman mm-hmm. or they ignore him as Clark Kent. So he has to live as, as like a god and an outsider. Yeah, yeah. He, there is no middle ground for him. Like the, the closest middle ground is Lois Lane, but then she also knows him as Superman. So then it gets into like this weird... It, in, the, in the middle of every Lois and Clark thing, is just like, who do you really love? Do you love Superman or do you love Clark? And then the answer is always, there's no difference. Um and he's like, fuck, back to square one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the thing is, so like, are, are you trying to say that Superman can't stand to fly and that he's just. Did you look up the lyrics of this song? Not naive. No, did I just need to fill in like the like the one mm-hmm, spot I didn't. Mm-hmm, okay. okay. He's just, he's just out to fine. Okay. The better part well, of Well, in Smallville, he really can't fly. So there's oh, like yeah. a whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love how like that entire <laughs> show is just like, I hear this episode, he's going to fly. <sighs> Don't. And the one time he, he did jumps. was the coolest shit on the fucking planet. Was it? Yeah, it was really good. I don't. They made you. an effect where he, uh, Superman doesn't like the one of the best things about the X Men is that there's quote unquote scientific right yeah things behind how they have how they do their powers yeah. Uh, so in one episode where Superman where Clark Kent flies, all of the air around him gets pushed under him and then and then he flies. And then he has he leaves a trail of of air, like behind pressurized him. air of pressurized air, basically. So what so, happens? So how can he fly in space? We didn't get to that in this episode. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. But the thing about Spider Man is you take you take all of that, and then you make him just a guy. 
Like yeah. you, you remove the like godhood thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it and it's instantly more relatable because it's just like, look, Peter Parker's broke. Like he, he's your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. He is because he's just a guy. But he's your friendly neighborhood Spider Man who gets evicted in this game. Yeah, Yo. which is fantastic. Like he he gets evicted. There's a point where he's talking about. Um, also, the the characterization of Otto Octavius is also one of my really favorite yeah. things yeah. in this game. Um. I did. I will say. I thought. Yeah. The, I thought the combat got really repetitive. I hate the combat. Yeah. That's, I will. That, sorry. That's that's a little excessive. I really dislike the combat. That's funny. I didn't. I didn't bother me. Well, I mean, mm. not all of us can be as simple as you, Dylan. That's true. Well, so on the last uh, on the last time I was on, um, we talked about the fact that uh, I really love games like Bayonetta and Devil May Cry because yeah, yeah. you feel the weight of the combat. Um, I didn't feel like there was any real weight huh. in in the. And I understand like he, he's. The super agile character, he he can do whatever a spider can. I feel like there was real weight when you did like the web kick. Yes, yeah. I, I utilized that and a I lot. I did that way more yeah. than I probably should have because the guy it felt up, great. You just spam it, uppercut him up, yeah. and then I would do the web kick. Well, it also like gets him off rooftops. Like if yeah. you're doing a rooftop yeah. fight, and also yeah. one of the challenges is always like knock kick. five enemies off a rooftop. Yeah, get him off yeah. the roof. And I'm like, all right, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will this, say one of the most yeah. frustrating mechanics I had was when I was I, I did a little bit of a playthrough at one of my buddies' houses because I don't own the game, mm-hmm. and I was fighting this mob in the street, and one of them was on a motorcycle, and I hit him with the web shooter, and I like stuck him on the motorcycle, and so he <laughs> couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, but at the same time, it glitched and kind of like gave him this weird shield where no matter how much I hit him, he would just be like, "Oh God, it hurts," but he never died. Like and so it's I was the like, I can torture. L- literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I could literally never beat him. So I just had to like save point it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. had one where you have to like stop the car, like the the running car, yeah. like yeah. after you kick out the like mash, yeah, square. Um, but it was like from behind, so he like shoots shoots the bumper, and he's like standing in place to like get it to stop, and it it, it like went around a corner, so like the. When I was doing the QTE where the person was still in the car, they were like going around a corner and then I kick them out. And so I was still finishing the turn. So I stop it and there was a crosswalk. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. But I guess I guess the system didn't know like, okay, well, we obviously can't show this car like running over a person or anything. It's like because it was stuck in like that system of like, okay, you were in a QTE. So we like kind of like disable pedestrians. Mm -hmm. And now we're like re-enabling the pedestrians because you're going back into the open world. Mm -hmm. So instead, they just Mm -hmm. spawn the pedestrians on top of the car yes oh, no. and the car yes. is like rumbling and so like the person's just like standing on the hood of this car uh-huh. while i'm like trying to stop it and they're just like waiting for me to finish, <laughs> finish like, the qte and are, then they are just you keep done walking here? are you done here <laughs> it's, it's actually i'm walking here yeah hey, I'm walking here. um that was horrible i heard yep. about there's a there's a system like that in place in uh burnout paradise because apparently like when you drift the system disables any car basically not within the the viewport of the screen. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. so when you do a hard turn, it just turns off all those cars so you don't have the chance of hitting anything. That's actually really dope. To make the drift feel yeah, cooler. That's, that's awesome. I like that. I like that. Um but uh so three favorite things about about Marvel Spider-Man, the characterization and interactions between Peter Parker and Otto Octavius. Mhm. I love the character interactions between Miles and Peter. Yes. Yeah, that was great. It's, it's so, uh, it's so, it's so good. 
Um, and I also love how Miles Morales is like a giant dork. Yes, yeah. like he's that's, just that's my yes favorite part of the entire like the entire game is like whatever it's fun it's cool it's 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 a superhero game, and then there's the scene where uh, Spider Man teaches Miles how to punch how to punch yeah, <laughs> and then he hits Spider Man and he's like, all right lesson's over. I was like this is fu- <laughs> this is <laughs> so good. He's like holding his jaw. It's so good. And 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 Miles as a character I. It, my running bet was that Peter Parker is going to get out, it, like taken out in the first third of the game, and then we're going to yeah. get a metro. That's thing what I thought. Oh, where wow. Miles takes over, yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted. But if I had gotten that, I wouldn't have gotten that moment with with Peter and Miles. I right. wouldn't have gotten the moment where where Peter is trying to make Miles feel better, and he's like, "What? You're going to tell me everything's going to be all right? I, I don't need this." That was pretty good. I yeah. Really, yeah. And it, and it's it's just I love it's also great because it's that, and then it's him geeking out over Spider Man. Um. But yeah, like there's a, there's a certain amount of realism in the in the characters and the writing itself of just like these are people and they're put in an extraordinary position and everything one person does is going to affect another person and every and and so on and so forth. Yeah. So everything Otto Octavius does has a direct effect on on peter parker everything peter does has a direct effect on mary jane right everything mary jane does has an effect on peter which then has an effect on miles and and watching them actually make that a good story is what blew my mind that's awesome like the 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 in the last fight can we spoil this uh if mm. noah's fine with it are you fine with it or no okay uh, have you played it i i, I mean have you finished I, it i've played it i've seen the ending I just I'm worried let's, about the listening audience. Oh no, no, let's no, not. No, let's we not. yeah, we're no, let's let's do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. No. You've seen so you've seen the last I'm only worried about spoiling it for anyone in the room. I don't if the we can tell oh, yeah, the yeah, listeners yeah. that listeners, uh, go ahead and press the forward fifteen second until uh, it's thirty seconds now on iOS, Ooh. son. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's too much. Well, if you're using Google Podcasts, you might want to hit that twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Peter Parker versus Otto Octavius. Yes. He he rips off the mask a little bit, and Peter is like hiding his face because he doesn't want him to find out. Uh, and Otto's like, "You're such a disappointment, Parker." And there's a pause between him saying "disappointment" and Parker, and Peter just turns around and he says, "You knew," and he says it two more times, and then he and then he is just yelling at Otto Octavius about like, "I I trusted you. I looked yeah. at you like a father. I you're everything I ever wanted to be." And the voice acting and the cinematic and the fact that you play through both of those things, yeah, the way that comes together, you felt it. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I thought that was some really strong stuff, and it was interesting yeah. how they kind of made Peter waver after he defeats Otto, and he's like laying there prone, and it's kind of like, will Peter like forgive? Like, where I I have no idea what this is going to swing because mm-hmm. Peter feels so conflicted about his relationship with Octavius that mm-hmm. I don't know if like. Because after he beats him up, Otto's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. Kind right. of like, I was like, all right, is this like, is this misdirection? Right. Is this, like, yeah. is this him trying to play to Peter's weakness about like how he respects him? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? Because I mean, they, 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 because they, they use like the movie, like the Spider-Man 2 stuff of like, oh, the, the arms are kind of like in, in fact, like making him more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Um, so I'm curious, like if that was him trying to pretend to be 
like coming out of it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. The, the idea that like Peter, like this is what Peter wanted. Like he talked about, right. you know, the semblance of a normal life and like yeah. Peter wanted to be this, like, yeah, feels like Otto Octavius was like helping people in a way that you didn't have to wear a mask and you didn't have to right. like, you know, right. Sacrifice so much of yourself. And that, that's the part that, that hurt with Octavius in, the, in a, in a big way in the beginning is just like, Oh, he's like he's actually helping somebody. Yeah, like you see the prosthetics, and it's like, oh, like this is the comic book thing, and then you see a vet Use in it. the game who's who's using an arm that Octavius made, and it's like, yeah. oh, this is all of this is making more sense, right? Yeah. And in the scene where he's like, where Norman's trying to like shut down the lab, he's like, mm-hmm. no, look, and the guy's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, it's brutal. Yeah. So like all of the all of the story things. Like, I usually weigh my game, like, my opinions on games on, like, is it more fun? Like, did it do whatever, whatever? Uh, but as... as is it more fun? Is it more fun? Um, I do the fun I, factor, the game pro scale, where yeah, it's yeah. like a... Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't use the new grounds, blam? I, I should. <laughs> I should. Um, so as much as some of the fighting was really frustrating, as much as this weird thing where I should go out in the city and patrol when I've already 100%ed everything, it's Yo, just like, all right, yeah. dude, you got to... But he doesn't know that. that. There's That's no 100% true. in real That's life, true. Nelson. He's got a spider sense. He's just got a 100% meter on it. Um, So, like, <laughs> whatever fr- like minor frustrations I had on that were massively uh, overcome by the fact that the story just works. Yeah. And, and you playing through the story is helping enhance the story. Right. And not just, well, it's, I'm just getting to the next cutscene. Especially with... You know, since you're spoiling Spider-Man, especially with, you know, the bombing yeah. at, you know, and yeah. the death of Jefferson Davis, yeah. which is Miles' dad, which is a weird name for... That's yeah. a really yeah. weird name for Black Father. And the Miles Davis is the whole... Thing. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I really enjoyed Probably the game. Probably this. A little bit. A little bit. Really good game. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed um, watching every single second of it. Mm-hmm. So, I, the uh, the... the combat on the super hard playthroughs you have to be so so precise and so that did get a little repetitive but besides that i was cool i just push it down to easy because i hate even on normal i hated it that's why i do well yeah. i do that with any game is what i meant um, yeah gotcha what do you remember the difficulty names because i thought they were super clever because it was like ultimate amazing spectacular it's friendly uh-huh. amazing spectacular and then i think ultimate is the last one okay yeah from easiest to hardest yeah yeah oh because it's the spider-man it's the spiderman Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Also, every bit of DLC, as long as they're adding uh, more costumes, works for me. Oh, yeah. Because these costumes are fantastic. uh, GIF that was on uh, Twitter. Somebody created it, and it's like him, like, web swinging, and then uh, web swinging, and, like, goes costume, 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 and then it pauses, and then it keeps going, and it was so cool. It's really good. It's really good. I think they they did that that as part of the marketing for the, like ultimate edition oh okay. did they really because i, think so. I thought I some somebody just did it high quality was, gifts is a great subreddit i was really <laughs> proud of that person and now i'm just like disappointed no no they did it okay good i was wrong they did thanks. they did good thanks man <laughs> i um i didn't like any of the other costumes like i thought they really? I wish more of them were better i mean i don't more better i, I wish they were more better i wouldn't want to walk around in them I mean, like, I think they look great, but it's like, oh, the cell shaded, like, the one looks like the comic book. I don't yeah. want to. That breaks immersion for me. My, uh, as soon as I finished, as soon as I started the DLC, I 
uh, there's a suit that you get that is reminiscent of Black Cat. I'm not going to spoil that part. Um, but as soon as I started the Black Cat DLC, I put that one on. And then I noticed, I was like, oh, there's, of course, there's no dialogue changes. And then I just did the default because I didn't like any of them enough to yeah. break the immersion of it being his suit in this right. game. You guys know that, like, when you're playing these games, you're, you don't actually become Spider-Man. No, I'm How Spider-Man. dare you? I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, oh you don't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, I'm, I'm him in Spider-Man Homecoming when did the, the interrogation mode. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. What a good movie. Um, and that I love that movie. suit. Uh, that was that was gonna be one of my questions for you guys. Like, um, do you think that the game even attempted to do anything to tie into the Marvel movies? Not the well, Avengers Tower is in the game. Yes, yeah, it, is. Was it, really is. it is. But the Wakandan Embassy is also there, and I don't think that was a. Th- I don't think we've acknowledged that that not in the cinematic universe. Not no. in the MCU. Well, I mean, there's an Embassy in Oakland. Mm, now, right? But uh, but this one's in New York. But what's your implication that like? I don't think Wakanda was as big of a deal in the MCU until uh, Black Civil War. No, Civil War happened. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was more they didn't mention it. It I'm confused what you're trying to say. Sorry, never mind. Ignore ignore what I'm saying. Is the game supposed to be taking place before that happens? No, I think this is a good question, though. When is it supposed to take place? I think this is supposed to be its own thing. No, I agree. But I'm very curious if, like, I mean, obviously the Avengers exist because the Avengers Tower. So I'm curious, like, in whatever sequel may come, if they try to bring any of that because i mean the biggest thing like my biggest qualm about something like uh the netflix marvel netflix shows is mm-hmm. like um i understand the meta reasons why this is the case because the television the film studios don't like right sure. to get along and the filming blah 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 but uh like the idea that like hey we have kingpin going around and murdering people and all this stuff and paying off cops like you don't think maybe Tony Stark might step in at right. some point to that? But I, I think they did reference in one of the uh, MCU um, uh, Netflix series where they said, you know, you know, Tony wouldn't pay attention to that kind of thing. I don't remember that. I but also uh, Fisk like bombed a bunch of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, that's, and right. like, that's yeah. fair. And he wouldn't like fly in and like at least right. like he's right there. He go yeah, fly in like pew. Yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> CGI him come in and then we're good. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that's not like a huge problem, but I'm curious, like if they would do anything like even just cameos or whatever, I would love that. I would lo- see my dream and Marvel's come as close to it as we possibly can get of is that the TV show would tie into the game would tie into the movies and they all advance each other. That would be dope. Right. That would be the best. And now, yeah. so what we see is with the, the MCU movies, they affect the TV series, uh, but not well, vice versa. By TV right. series, I mean to say Daredevil, the only surviving one. And um, wait, Jessica Jones is wait, still Jessica on? Jones hasn't been canceled yet, and not not yet, but was not yet. Huh. Yeah. I think it's about viewership. Yeah. yeah, I just think Luke Cage and Iron Fist just didn't have the viewership. And um, Luke Cage was so good. I like Luke Cage. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Luke Cage. Yeah, immensely. But yeah. um, but we haven't seen anything really cross over directly, except for Avengers Tower, into the games, and I would love to see that. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with Nelson. I think the games are their own thing. I don't think they're associated with the MCU. I wish they would be. So vi- that's what I'm saying. I think I understand that, and yeah. I think they were supposed to be coming out. Square Enix. Oh yeah, they, they Crystal, Crystal Dynamics. Dynamics is supposed to be working on an Avengers game, and yeah. we just haven't seen anything mm-hmm. from it yet. Um, I mean, like we got the Quiet Man instead at E3. I don't. Ooh, have okay. you seen? Have you seen? I heard foot slaps, and then I just never looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means yet. I, and I'm a little bit scared. The, oh my god! You need to watch like I look up a stream because the Quiet Man's 
out? I'm pretty sure it's out. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I That's think it's either about to come out or it's out. Unfortunate. Like, the streams are only for press and streamers or whatever, but go look up some stuff someone mm-hmm. described it as the room of video games yes. and i think that's the most apt description yeah. wow no i'm very on board i'm very on board um i had patrick Kleppett come up to me at pax west i was like hey man how's it going he's like dude have you played the room demo i'm like no or not the room demo he's like <laughs> no nah, it's the, <laughs> the room, room demo now like, have, you, have you played have you played the quiet man demo i was like no he's like you need get on that let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you about these foot slaps <laughs> <Let me tell laughs> again i don't know what that means um but th- one thing really quick about about tying it in, um, and I'll make this quick. Um, I love the idea that them that them saying this is its own thing is Spider Man suit is completely different. Yeah, and, and and I at first I was like I don't know if I like it, and then you start seeing it, and then you start web swinging at night, and that's why the white outline on the back is why that's as important as it is. Um, and like seeing because i've always like my whole thing is i want to be like a a character designer um and like seeing that be like oh you guys made something that was true to spider-man throughout his history but you made it its own thing that you'll never see in in the in the marvel movies that's cool you 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 took a stamp for spider-man and you said this is us that's good design yeah i like it yeah um this is us so sterling k brown (laughs) Yeah, Sterling K. Brown can show up in Spider Man. I'm very on board. <laughs> I am immensely on board. My love into Amelia, I'll take him too. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mandy Moore is that? Is that the wife? I know. In the past, you've gone past my okay. my knowledge of. I don't know. This, this is, is us that well because mm-hmm. um, I don't watch it. That's fine. Okay. That's I just fine. know Sterling K. Brown's in, and I like Sterling K. Brown. He's good. Well, I think that should be a good wrap up point for us. Uh, we didn't talk about the Smash Brothers stuff, but the only thing I wanted to say is. That fucking Grinch leak promised me Isaac, <laughs> and there was no Isaac. I got fucking got, oh yeah, incineroar. I saw you on Twitter get mad right after I got mad. I was so why were you mad? Because Isaac's not an actual character. In yeah, this game. it's it's bullshit. No. Yeah, I'm it's so real mad. Bullshit. Um, see what I want to see is I want to see Isaac from Binding of Isaac. Oh, that'd have been good too. That'd have been awesome. I mean, at this rate, fucking like Shovel Knight's gonna be a playable character before. How is he not? Well, I mean, yeah. he's a, a assist trophy. He's in he Smash. A, he should be a playable character. Right. I mean, they all should be playable characters. Yeah. Yo, we should be playable characters. Yeah. I will take yeah. it. Oh, my God. Just I'll take it. I just come in and there and be like, lawyer, smack, and I'd hit him with a stack of papers. That sounds a lot cooler in my head. That's Have you okay. played uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Yes. All right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> is that true to life? Is Ace Attorney true to life? No. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean at at one point I used to be like, please stop putting Fire Emblem characters in Smash, and now I'm like, please stop putting Pokemon in Smash. And now I'm like, please stop putting characters in Smash. I I don't know if I'm interested. Really? I don't know. You know what? It's I'm Smash. going back and forth. It's I'm Smash, off, man. I'm off yeah. Smash and I'm like Smash full on Brawlhalla. Yeah, but you I know haven't those guys. played it yet. Yeah, you're biased. Yeah, I, I do know those guys. Got that Ubisoft pet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for talking course, to me about yeah, all that. that my that pleasure. Rock star. Happy stuff. to be here. Happy to have you. Yeah. Happy to be here again. Happy to have you again. Right. I'd be happy to be here again, and have you have me again? Uh, sorry. And have him again. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, Nelson. Hi. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Whitico on pretty much everything. So Twitter, Twitch, kind of, not really. Um, How you spell that? 
uh w-h-i-t-t no no that actually took me a second it's w-h-i-t-t-i-c-o and actually if you want to just like get links to everything it's witta.co is my like url i like your flourish yeah there was like a fly and i was like yeah witta.co um uh i have to give credit to my friend michael macassiano he um set you up with that he said he he was like you should buy this like fuck god yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right go to hover go to hover.com buy this right now yeah uh, we did name because i don't think hover was as big uh, yeah. what about go daddy yeah. yeah. <sighs> so so yeah what did co? uh you can find me there um i do art stuff but i also do uh this isn't the only podcast what that i, that I do what are you, are i'm you, sorry are you committing pod adultery i'm i mean what are you working on pod pod igamy Oh, podigamy. Podigamy. Yeah. Um, so that friend that I was just talking about, my, Michael Macassiano, we just started a a new podcast. We had an old one uh, called the Video Game Book Club. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. It's like a book club, but with video games, which means we don't understand book clubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really just a way for us to get through the massive backlog of games that we have. That's okay. awesome. Um, okay. So I think I told you I was playing through Half-Life and hated it. Uh, I think you put Half-Life it in the one. show notes. Uh, I played through Half Life Two. That game's really good. Game's yes, good. That game's I really super like that polished game. and good. Um, so we have those two episodes out, and we're doing Beyond Good and Evil now. Nice. Oh. Uh, and again, credit to Michael Macassiano. If you go to videogamebook.club, mm. <laughs> then you'll get the link. The to man's it. a smith. I mean, he's really good. He makes music on Twitch. Oh, hey, cool. I'd love yeah. to talk to him. All right, I'll set. I'll set you guys up. Hey, cool. Cool. Uh, Will Blanton, one of the co-hosts on the show, uh, his game Redshift blue shift wait red, red ship blue shift or is it red shift blue shift i think it's red shift blue shift no. red shit blue shit no i think it red shits red sh- yo that shit's messed up <laughs> i mean it's red so yeah yeah blue shit that's no, okay <laughs> it's like you had a frosty yeah yeah oh god and now i really want a slurpee yeah i know you do yeah it's problematic there's no alone around here actually there is right, there is right, yeah right, right, right there yeah. I was thinking about going there yeah. in five minutes. All right. It's red shift, blue shift. Okay. And with an <laughs> FT. And then, yes. And then the URL is redshift.blue. And I think it, that's good. It'll also redirect via redshift.blue forward slash shift. That's, <laughs> I believe. Awesome. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. I'm a, mm-hmm. um, Noah. Legal counsel. Sup? Can we adjourn? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let me tell you where to find me. Yeah. Um, wow. You, that's what. That's what I was going to lead into. Because you said adjourn, I'm like that means we leave, dude. Um, <laughs> oh. oh. But if you don't have a gavel, then yeah, no, I don't. Um, but uh, you can find me on the Twitter and the yeah, the Twitch mm-hmm. uh, at my lawyer friend. That's at m y l a w y e r friend. Um. Yeah, no. And uh, on Instagram at my.lawyerfriend. Um, and uh, if anybody ever has any legal questions, feel free to reach out. Um, I typically give free consults to people in the industry. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Once dot friend is open, you need to... Uh, actually, it's already open. I think I actually do have mylawyer.friend. I just don't have anything there yet right now. Okay. That's fair. Awesome. Um, and you can find me at Dylan Alvento. And also, you can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts at ward-games.com yep. or on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever else you can find a podcast. At yeah. Just search Wardcast. Uh, guys, thank you again. Um, next up, we have uh, 
Kevin Regami from Power Up Audio. Uh, they are the uh, the audio design and composing studio out of Vancouver, and they've mm-hmm. worked on games such as uh, Celeste and Towerfall and Super Meat Boy Forever and uh, a bunch of other awesome games. And so that that was a really, really awesome talk, and I look forward to that. Guys, thank you again. Of course, man. Thank, thank, you. thank you. We're out.